Me what I'm talking about? He's like, strike one. God. <laughs> I got to run the, the conversation. I got to make sure he's recording. Do I got to press all the buttons too over there? It's warm in here. Do we have people in here? We have one person. What page is it on? Okay. It's on Talk To Me Nice on YouTube. Talk To Me Nice podcast on YouTube. I also on think YouTube. I sent the link to everybody. She does? She talked to you? I'm going to bring my mom on. I love that. That's super cute. This is not a good idea. <laughs> this is a horrible idea. I'm going to have to keep her very constrained on the topic at which we're talking about because, boy, she's got a lot to, oh, I see to bring to the table as far as relationships. You guys have the link? I got it now. Yeah, I got it. Okay. We are 18 minutes late. I like that. That's cool. <laughs> I love, you know, I gotta, we got to get warmed up, huh? Hit the Uncle Ruckus button. Mm. I'm working on my soundboard. There. Whoa. Whoa, there. Oh, God. Okay, there we go. Okay. God, there, God, Huh? <laughs> You're not hearing any sounds? They're not getting to you? What? Technical difficulties. It's powerful niggardry at work here. The nigga will lie. How, Sway? Yeah, but you know what, though? What I was going to say mm -hmm. was I think that. Are we still live? Oh, you didn't say that? Oh, I know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Fuck <laughs> 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 okay, uh, um, damn, what was I gonna say? Uh, I think that we got seven people. Oh, we got seven people. Okay, what's up, everybody? Yeah, I'm sending that link out. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. That's they they hopping on. All right, so I'm gonna do my little monologue thing and then we're gonna get uh, introduce everybody. Yo, duh, hey, what's up? Welcome to the Talk to Me Nice podcast. I am your host for now, Ryan. Fagan, and today is episode three. Valentine's Day weekend was last weekend. Is that correct? Yes, it was. I I don't I didn't have one, so I don't really know about these things. <laughs> That's why we're doing this podcast, so I can learn from everyone here on the panel and have a nice conversation. Um, does love conquer all? What does that mean? What does love mean? We're going to get into all these topics. Um, Essentially, the idea of what I was thinking about here is that, you know, the idea of romantic love is, I think, what the majority of people think is the cornerstone of relationships and what holds people together and is what people are after, or at least that they think that they are after. But I think, and this is my opinion, and I wonder what everyone else is going to say about this, but 
I think that it is the wrong aim. It is the wrong thing that we're going after. And obviously, I don't know, have all the answers, but it's just my opinion and kind of something that I've been working on and thinking. And from past experiences, I feel like um, the idea of just finding someone that you like slash love and everything's going to be happily ever after and everything is going to fall into place and God's going to send your wife and all this stuff. I don't think that's going to work. I think we have to be intentional. I think that you can be good at dating. You can be good at relationships and you don't be good at those things by just finding the person that you love and everything fall. It works and falls into place. I think you have to be prepared to find that person. I think that, you know, we have to have our maturity. We have to know ourselves. We have to understand how to work with other people. We have to try to be the best version of ourself as well. And so I don't think love can conquer all. I don't think it's the cornerstone of relationships. And um, that's fundamentally what we're talking about. So give me the wide shot, Kev. Let me introduce everybody to my left. I don't know if it's reverse. I have Lisa here. What's going on, Lisa? How are you? Hey, Ryan. I'm good. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, let me ask these questions for everybody. Uh, are you single? What do you do? How would you describe yourself? And what is your general disposition on the dating market? Relationship status first. So I'm single, but I'm seeing somebody. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we're in a dating stage. And um, but I'm a corporate girl. I work at a pharmaceutical company and then I also have um, an Instagram and, you know, I post like fitness content, lifestyle reviews and things like that. So follow me on Instagram at all things Lisa Lit, shameless plug. And what was the last question? I'm sorry. Um, what's your general disposition towards uh, dating and relationships right now? Um, I think, think dating is hard. I think dating is so hard nowadays because everybody seems so replaceable. It's so easy to get on social media and be like, get attention from somebody else, get like likes, get like DMs, comments. Even if you're a guy, like you can just, you know, I don't know. Guys get like, DMs? They do like Now you know. Now I'm playing myself. I like, look, I, 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 well, I like to um, make myself the experimental, the, the frog that's being dissected in, in the experiment. So I like, I like to make fun of myself and uh, talk about my deficiencies. I like that. So, yeah. Oh, my next. Yes, Dom. What's oh. going on? Hey, Ryan. Um, I'm Dom, guys. Um, I'm in a relationship. I've been in a relationship for the past four years. And I, um, what do I do? You don't post your boo on Instagram, so let's talk about that. I didn't see any pictures, so I didn't I'm even know. I'm not I'll post my boo this. when the um, pictures come back from the wedding photographer. Damn. Period. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Very Issa Rae-esque. <laughs> That's how I feel about that. Um, and what, oh, I'm the owner and creator of August Jones Essentials. We sell wellness shots and detoxes. Um, and what else? Oh, how do I feel about relationships? You're hold on, plug your podcast. Goodness oh, gracious, I'm come on, media training. Yeah, that's that's really I bad because that. I am. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, that was Drake too. That's my fault. But um, I'm one half of Pretty Girl Privilege podcast, so definitely. Both. 
period. Um, yeah, you can find us everywhere. Spotify, you know, Apple Music, all that good stuff. YouTube. What do you guys um, talk about on there real quick? Everything. We talk about everything. Um, our latest topic was we did girl talk, barbershop talk, and coochie talk in the past three episodes. So what is coochie talk? Coochie Talk, we had on a woman who um, does steams, vaginal steams. Yes. Yeah. Nah. So she just, <laughs> she just talked oh, to, <laughs> <laughs> to the ladies about how to, you know, keep it clean, keep it tight, keep it right. You know what yes. I'm saying? You know? I've been hearing about it. I want to try it. It's, it. I actually did it once, and it's nice. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right. <laughs> you got to check out the Pretty Girl, Pretty Girl Privilege Podcast. Yeah, Pretty Girl Privilege Podcast. Um, and what was the other question? Dating. Um, horrible. Yeah. I mean, I don't yes. date clearly, Great. but, um, relationships and dating are difficult right now. I, I do believe so. You said earlier that we're all screwed if we're single. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And even in relationships, most people what? are screwed. That's horrible. I know it's sad, but that's just how I feel about it. Okay. Yeah. Dre. All right. So for all those who don't know, I go by the name of Dre Lloyd. I'm a rap artist from South Jersey. Uh, you can um, definitely check out my new video entitled A Kevin Samuels Moment. Definitely going viral on YouTube, but if you don't have access to YouTube, which you should, you can definitely check me out on Instagram at uh, Dre Lloyd Online. Check me out. Support my merchandise on my website, DreLloydOnline.com. And, uh, yeah, that's it. But as far as my uh, status, I'm definitely not single. But... My disposition on dating is, is definitely complicated. More than complicated. Complicated is like an understatement. What What is making um, everything complicated, do you think? Uh, miscommunication. I think oh, people don't know how to communicate, period. You know, um, I think social media pretty much killed that uh, because, um, you know, if you're going to have a relationship with anybody, you know, you should be able to have a conversation in person. You know, most people can't even make eye contact nowadays, let alone, you know, uh, maintain, like, a conversation about something that's um, not necessarily, like, superficial. Like, you know what I mean? So it's, like, just average shit that you see on TV. People talk about, like, shit that doesn't – it's, like, hollow. Like, there's no real substance. You know what I mean? So that makes it complicated for somebody who has some level of maturity. Two, it's um, complicated because most people don't even know who they are, let alone where they would stand in a relationship. You know, I mean, I th we were talking about this before, but, you know, for someone who doesn't really understand, you know, who he or she is as a person and they're not complete as an individual, then it's hard for them to be someone else's half, let alone a better half. Like, you know, what I mean, so it's I mean, what can you really you can't really come to the table with uh, that made anything, me yeah. think about something. Right. Because when you said that you have to become a complete person. Sure and have to learn yourself, mm -hmm. I thought, well, I feel like I'm just now at a competent level of really knowing myself mm -hmm. and not feeling comfortable. I think I've been pretty comfortable in my own skin for a while. Mm -hmm. But, you know, in my 30s, mm -hmm. I've definitely done a lot of self-improvement. So do you think that should you not be looking to date slash find that person until you're older? What's your your thoughts on mm -hmm. that? Okay, so when it comes so when it comes down to it, when I say know yourself, it's like 
knowing what you want. I mean, what you want is oh. going to change over time, you know, just with, you know, your own personal experiences, you know, how you interpret those experiences, whether good or bad. But nonetheless, you know, those experiences that you're having with that, just because you're dealing with somebody, you, you'll be 21 years old doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be with that person for the rest of your life. You know what I mean? But the, the, the ups and downs that you go through in whatever relationship that you might be in at that particular time is helping you grow. It can help you grow. I'm not going to say it is, but it can help you grow. It can help you um, understand more about yourself because when certain situations might like that, that may like arise, you know, throughout your, uh, throughout the duration of your relationship with that person, it could kind of help you realize some things about yourself that you might not have been able to, um, I guess, uh, come across if you're only experiencing life on your own, like as a solo, like individual, like, that's you know what I mean? Facts, yeah. So yeah, so that's it's almost like only child syndrome. Like if yeah. you don't have any siblings, you yeah. develop weird. You yeah. Know? It's kind of like, it's kind of like, how would you, how would you really know, you know, what you want unless you're going out and trying different things and experiencing different right. things? Like, you know what I mean? And so, you know, with all that being said, as long as you know what you want at the time. So it's like, if I'm dating somebody now, right. If I'm dating somebody now, it's like, if I know, Personally, that I'm not really trying to look for anything serious or even trying to establish something, whether or not I'm uh, uh, ready mentally or emotionally. If I know that that's not my intention, then I shouldn't approach like that situation like that's my intention. Yeah, you, know I mean? you but do it, a lot yeah. of damage to people doing yeah. that, right? You're just like running around in the world, not being intentional about what you're doing, and sure. then you, you, you know, then you're obviously you're affecting the other people that you're Absolutely. dealing with when you do that. Um, quick. Housekeeping notes. We want this show to be interactive, so make sure you guys are commenting. Kevin over here is producing the show, and he is going to read your comments. Also, I wonder if we can get our first super chat. I don't even know if that's active right now, but if we can get a super chat, um, that'd be awesome as well. Um, secondly, if you really feel some kind of way, you can call in, and Kevin will arrange how you can call in and say your piece if you feel strongly about a topic or anything like that so we definitely want to be more interactive going forward with that being said can love conquer all what do you think lisa what, what's your thoughts on on the monologue here um i think absolutely not i think love is a feeling that increases and decreases depending on the time period that you're with you're in with the person um i think respect loyalty, um, trust, all of these different aspects, responsibility, like just being responsible with the other person's feelings, that's more important for me than love because I feel like you love this, I can love this person in this specific period of time, but we can all say unconditional love is conditional. If the person starts treating you like shit and they start disrespecting you if and you can't respect them no more, that love is going to fade away. So they're everything else like play a factor into main like you can have love you can love them but maintaining that love over time is so much more important than the feeling alone so i personally don't think that love conquers all i think for me um looking in like looking at a man he gotta be um respectable he gotta be you know um responsible with my feelings he has to be able to provide um, not in not, not in the sense that he has to buy me everything or like just pay for everything, but he needs to be financially responsible and I can look to him as a leader. Like those are the qualities I look for in a partner um, 
of course, like I would want to love the person, but I think that if they have all of those qualities, and you like them enough, like when someone is a great person to you, you grow to love them, and that comes over time as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't think love conquers all. I totally agree. I don't think love conquers all either. I think everything she was saying was totally correct. And earlier, you were saying you were talking about. Um, being in a relationship and having to grow together. I think that's the hardest part of relationships is growing together because as you grow, as you figure out yourself, you become a different person, you know, and so does your partner, you know. So if you guys are grow, you could grow apart or you could grow together. Like it really just depends on, you know, like how you guys are synced up. And I think that what I find too a lot of the time is that I can love you, but you just cannot be fulfilling me in other ways Mm -hmm. and so i i could love you and not want to be with you anymore Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like do you think one person can fulfill you yes okay what i think it's possible in your past have you ever felt fulfilled completely by somebody yeah, I have, like, for periods of time. Like, I haven't had, like, a full entire relationship where this is, I think I'm in the longest relationship I've ever been in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't always felt fulfilled in that relationship. You know, there are ebbs and flows. So that is just a part of it. Um, but I have been fulfilled by him completely at moments and times and, you know what I mean, in periods in our relationship. Mm-hmm. What's, what's, what's it mean to be fulfilled exactly to it, you? It means that my needs are being met. So if my needs are being met, like then we're good. You know what I mean? And whatever those needs may be. Well, what are those needs? Yeah, because because that's what I'm trying to figure out. Because if it's mean? only at times, then what are the actual? And it, they change too. Because uh-huh. like we were saying, like you're growing, you're changing. Mm-hmm. Like needs always change. Um, and I think that like you mean, what are they right now? Like what kind of needs? Like give us a like you know not like, everything, but like what? Like go ahead. I'm s- Go ahead. No, so so basically, all right, all right, so like, and this is just my personal uh, perspective. So I think that what I would need in a relationship, I don't think that that's going to change. But what I might want might change, you know, over over a period of time. Like, Our desires I mean? are whims. Like, the desi- I mean, like, well, what you say again? You said desires, desires are, whims. are whims that you right. know you never. Yeah. Do you always so, want the same thing? So all right. So like so like I said like w- w- with myself, and I feel like what you were saying earlier, as far as you know, um, like um, being loyal, be responsible for your feelings and things like that. I think that those are the like expressions of love. Like you know what I'm saying. So that's under like the same umbrella. That's how love is expressed. So it's like you know you can hate somebody and you could punch the teeth out or whatever. That's how you express like that hate towards somebody. Like, you know what I mean? So when it comes so when it comes down to it, you know what I mean, for myself, what I need, you know, when it comes to uh, a relationship would be someone who, um, just name a few things, uh, honesty, you know, um, communication. Right. Um, someone, again, this is my personal, uh, you know, my personal thing, you know, someone who has uh, drive, you feel me, who, who's someone who uh, aspires to, you know, always, you know, wants to achieve more and, th- and things like that. Like, that's like... Those base qualities are never going to change for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What I might be into later on, a couple years down the line and stuff like that, like that might change. But that's not like something that I need. That's something that I just, that I want. Yeah. So so when I'm saying like fulfilled, like what are the main things that haven't changed throughout the 
let's say like throughout the duration of your relationship. And if those things are still being met from day one until present, mm-hmm. with me expressing it like that, would your uh, idea of being fulfilled is that change or is it still or are you still like kind of like sitting on that like I'm not I'm only being fulfilled at times like is, is that is that going to all right so what are you asking you're asking if what does it mean to be fu- like fulfilled because I because that, that's why I was expressing to like what it means to be fulfilled to me like it's certain things that don't change mm-hmm. period so like what I'm saying is is that like when you say that at times what what is like what's ex- like exactly changing like what like what are some things that like okay, if you're fulfilled at some point in the relationship and then you're not fulfilled at another point, like what, which like what's changing with you? I'm just like just like what, like as I grow, like yeah. what is actually changing specifically uh-huh. with me? Sure. Like I think that um, like even like all right, if we're talking about like a man. You do look at a man to provide, protect, profess. Like you sure. know what I mean. So let's like to be like super zoomed in, like mm-hmm. on my relationship. Um, like that mean like there may have been times in our relationship when I didn't need him to provide at all, like financially, let's just say, right? Um, I didn't need it. Like I could provide, whatever the case may be. And I think that in that this in our my relationship this is going pretty well, right? Yeah, yeah, no. And we have a child too. So sure. that means that sometimes I may have to like stop working so that he because we have a child, yep, you know what right, I mean? Yeah, I got you. And things like that. So we may have to go back and forth on that. Like those types of things have been like pretty consistent throughout like our um, entire relationship, um, but I do I will say that like when I it does like if a woman does not need you to provide for her at all like and you're not providing it it can become a thing where I feel like you're not providing like what what are you here for like you know what i mean which doesn't it doesn't even necessarily have anything to do with a man i actually think this is something that's like just innately in a woman who may be like maybe making more money than her man or like just feels like she's doing everything for herself like that's my big thing what? that's why that's why this money thing be, everybody right shit, so. everybody <laughs> knocks on me about this money thing but that's exactly it is that there's some there's a, a animal thing there that if he is not at your level or higher, there's something wrong. No. It's it's not exactly money. It's like what that means. It's that like he's not doing anything power for me. Is, yeah, like, I'm like, doing it all for myself. He's bringing to you, whether, whether, whatever it could be, if you like an um, – actually, <laughs> let's use love languages. Like I think when it comes to like my needs mm-hmm. – and when it's being met at times, it fluctuates. It's because, let's say, if my love language is act is act of service, and at this point in time, he's not providing that right now to me. Like there's, he's not meeting my needs, and so it doesn't like to your point. It doesn't have to be financial. It's just that we look for our man to be able to provide something to us that we so, want. Do something right. So what I'm so what I'm gonna say to that is is that when it comes to providing, mm-hmm. right, providing could go both ways because I think that one like I mean well it does go both ways but I think that the um the misunderstanding comes into play when from what I'm hearing it sounds like you're looking for a man to provide more so like in a financial aspect that's what it, that's what it sounds like when you're talking about like the money and stuff like that and bringing money to the table and being able to you know provide you know for you it's like if you're able to provide and you know take care of yourself, then what it is that like what do I what would you need a man for? At the end of the day, let's say if you 
like lost your job, or let's say if your man like lost his job, does that mean that he's no longer eligible to be your partner because he's down at no, that point in time? No, that's not what I'm saying. Well, I'm, what I'm saying is, is that if that happens, mm-hmm. let's say if this person was making six or seven figures or something like that, and he was taking care of you and he was providing for you, and he lost that, does that mean does that disqualify him from being eligible to be your to be your partner? Absolutely not. I think that you know that's part of being a partner is that when you're the cow, you pick it up. And I mean, I she never yeah, said anything outside I of never, that. Yeah, I never said anything. <laughs> no. that. Like, she I literally just said you could just get everything. my car fixed. Yeah, or, like you if, know, put yeah, some gas in it. And not we're even good. that. If like if well, you see that shit is fucked up around the house, like if you see that I have pictures on the that I just bought and you and and I need somebody to hang it up, go hang it up without me having to ask you. Like that's how you bring value to my life. I like stuff like that more than a guy actually like buy me a bag. I don't. I I don't look for that. Well, no, the only reason why I said that is because a, a comment was made as far as like, okay, well, if you're not able to provide or something like that, like financially, then what are you bringing to the table? Like, like what like what are you here for? That's, that's what I, did you hear the same let thing? Me, let me jump Who, in real that? quick. I, I, think you, I, think you, I think you said oh, that. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I see it's, I think it, this is the weird thing about this providing thing because it doesn't mean exactly what it means, I don't think. Um we live in a capitalistic society. Mm-hmm. So the yardstick of a man's competence in some way is tied to your income. Right. And it's more about your competency as a man than it is necessary. You could actually like say you were the best teacher. So teachers might not make that much money, but say they had a whole bunch of accolades and were very well respected in their field, but you guys make about the same amount of money. I think you could look at that guy and respect and see competency, which is the attractive thing about it. I think that's um, where this money thing kind of goes, where like it's not exactly that he can buy you a Birkin bag or whatever, whatever right i don't think most women are actually looking for them to be able to do you know what you know the, the popular like music and stuff it, it but so there's a practicality to it that i also kind of wanted to, to talk about is because you were saying well if a guy loses his job and and all that stuff i think you should leave him and, and okay let me tell you why i think i think that to a degree because that's his main purpose and function as a man is to be the protector and provider and if he loses his job obviously you so you can lose your job and you can get back on your feet but but i do think there is a conditional thing there and i think throughout history it's proven to be true as a dude if you're up and then you're down you downgrade like that's what happens and i don't think that you owe th- like it depends on on the where you are in your relationship and stuff like that right but like that's that man's responsibility to not be down like i really think that like i think you just gotta it, get back up like it's not about how many times you fall it's about how many times you get back but up. why are you falling down so much you know what i'm saying so much what? if the guy just happened to be laid off right, right so, exactly. so, yeah. so i'm taking it to extreme you know a little bit yeah. and let me clarify i never can i just say really quickly yeah. i don't know what exactly i said but um 
yeah, if my man, let's just say, lost his job, I'm not going to break up with him. I think, no, I, think so, I got your point, though, because I feel like men also want to feel needed. If a woman can do every single thing for ourselves and we act like we don't need a man around, why would y'all feel important or appreciated when we have y'all around? That's well, all I was trying to say. Oh, okay, okay. That's my thing, well, yeah. what is it that you want to make, like, like, okay, repeat Take what you said again out. so that... Yeah, they, my love language is actually active service as well. Yeah. So Hang up some pictures, like, you know, no, fix word. some shit. Yeah. You know, right. Before before I comment, so I'm not taking it out of context, can you repeat what you just said again? Like, as far as, like, and I, that's what I forgot, like, just that fucking fast. Like, it, you, you said. <laughs> I, don't, well, I think she's exactly saying just do things no, around Men want to feel needed. Yeah, oh, men want to feel needed. Like, mm-hmm. I pers- like, let's say, for example. Mow the lawn. Exactly. Like, I can do pretty much everything by myself. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm in the house, I can take the trash out, I can change the light bulb. I'm pretty handy. I can put furniture together. But if I have a man in the house and you just sit there and watch me hammer some shit into the wall, what what are you doing around here? Why do I need you for? That's right. And you should be making him lemonade instead. And he does it. And that makes sense, right? Like, okay, you have, he'd be there sweating there, <laughs> building a bookshelf, and you're like, hey, do you need something, blah, blah, blah. That's yeah. like the natural way of things. That's right. and, and, like, and that makes him 10 times hotter, and he's probably going to get some that night. Right. Yeah. And, but, and, and, and I think there's a, a, a natural reason for that is that a guy is probably going to be more interested in building the bookshelf than you are, and you might be more interested in caretaking for him while he's doing that. Mm. And I feel like that is where we're supposed to be falling in things. Obviously, there's outliers. Some people, you know, maybe you like to build a bookshelf. So so obviously, like, I'm not saying everyone has to do it this way, but I think that generally, as a framework, that's mm-hmm. probably somewhere to start, which is my whole big thing about this and, and kind of the purpose of the podcast is, like, we have thrown away all our frameworks in society, like, not yeah. just in dating, like, with everything, where we are reinventing everything. Like, you, nothing is, like, standard anymore. And I think you can have variations and have uniqueness and outliers, because I like to do home design and do all this stuff, right? That's not a traditional male thing so like that's something to consider but you can't build from scratch really like people think they can everyone wants to be an entrepreneur right but like some things you should just follow the process that already has been established over thousands of years now we can tweak that system and we can and adjust it but we have basically just thrown everything away and said we're just got we just know better now and i think thousands of years of history probably has figured out things that we're trying to reinvent that's not going to work mm-hmm. i agree and i think that's what i was kind of like when he's asking me like my needs and stuff i'm like it's hard because like you say provide profess like you know all you of that you don't is- exactly need that's that that's the difficult thing is like you don't you you can take out the trash but you don't prefer to right there's things that like i don't mind taking out the trash do i feel like i don't i don't i like to cook but i don't want to cook every day uh i don't feel like uh you know i clean i I can clean but uh, would i prefer to i'd rather use my energy on some other tasks so i think again this is the framework where we want to fall into where we're doing the tasks that we don't mind doing 
so that we can get rid of some of the tasks that we do mind doing, you right. know? And I think that makes a good synergy. Yo, we got uh, 14 viewers and only three likes. Let's get some, let's get these likes up. Yeah, Kev, where's these comments at? Nobody saying on? Who's in here? Tara yep. Bonner says, great point, girl. Oh, boy, that's my mom. <laughs> Tara Bonner. <laughs> hey, if, don't be ninja watching. Comment. What do you guys think? Um, should we reinvent the wheel as far as you got to mute that, Kev, because that echo will be killing me. Um, we're, we're trying to reinvent everything, and I really have, I, I don't think it's a good idea. No, nah, certain shit needs to be. Like the na like the natural order of things. Like I feel like it's like natural. Like we talking about like taking out the garbage, mowing the lawn, and lifting shit around the house and doing shit. Like, like I personally, like as a man, like if I'm seeing like my girl taking out like fucking heavy ass bags of trash and shit like that, like you would you just grab it, right? Like yeah, like you like, like, you, like I don't want to. I I don't want to <laughs> see like I'm sitting on the fucking couch like uh, flipping through the uh, TV and shit like that. And I'm seeing like my girl like. Taking out heavy ass bags of trash and shit like that, and mowing the lawn and shit like that. I, I like I don't want to see that. Like you know what I mean? If you bring it in grocery bags and shit like that, and the shit is filled up, like I'm gonna tell you to go chill, and then I'll go get it. Like you know what I mean? Like that's to me like that's that should be like natural. But I think lost that shit, I th I think it is really lost. Um, no, it is. I'll lost. tell a quick story about this actually, and uh -huh. I was really appalled. Um, me and my buddy do some contracting work sometimes, right? And uh, this lady called, she wanted us to look at her kitchen. She wanted to take a wall down, do a couple things. We show up to the house, right? I had never, I didn't even know there was a guy there or whatever, whatever. We show up to the house. It's like seven o'clock at night. It's kind of dark outside cause it's winter time. And, um, she introduced herself and we go and we start looking around the house and then we go through this one side and her boyfriend or husband, I don't know if it was her boyfriend or husband, but he's sitting there with his friend and they're watching the game and we're like walking by them. And, and I felt like they were like freaking children because we're walking by and they're like trying to look past us watching the game while we're discussing with his girlfriend or, or a woman, like just two strange dudes in his house, never came up to us. We're just walking through the house. We're looking at the electrical box. He's like totally disinterested. And I just, you know, and then we're, you know, we're talking to her for like an hour about how to, how we're going to do that, you know, the kitchen. Hey, you could do this. Hey, you could do that. And we're giving her all these ideas and blah, blah, blah. Not once did the guy come out and shake our hands or like, um, care about what was going on or anything. It's a no for me. And, and I could tell she's the one paying for it, oh, right? No. Like, yeah, why is this dude a, just a bump on a log over here? Like, was it her house or was it their house? I think that. Made, I made, see. Made I think he was living there. But different strokes for different folks. My view was that he was living there because he had his his <laughs> gamer chair that he was watching the game with. Not the gamer chair. And you know, it had the colors <laughs> on it or whatever, and. And, but it's like two strange men in your house talking to your wife slash girlfriend, and you're just in the other room watching the game. When we're talking about man stuff, like contract, like hey, we can knock this beam down and block. We could have been telling her anything. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I, yeah, that's a tough. Uh, yeah. But I think this is becoming very, 
more common, like, but <laughs> so th the mentality of guys is definitely changing, but I think it's your guys' fault. Why? Because <laughs> we accept and allow things like that? I think that women have pushed for guys to be less guy-like. Mm. In general, might not I, be you. I think self elaborate, elaborate, really elaborate, here. elaborate on that. So it, it kind of goes back to the work and and the income and all that is like I can do anything a guy can do, blah blah blah. And some guys, and and especially like so, I I don't even know if I should go here, but no, just, just it's a it. it's, it's a black community. <laughs> it's a black community thing, especially yeah, true. yeah, where. A, a lot of black men are raised by women. Women in the black community are generally more empowered than most other communities. And so, like, the usefulness of men is even more looked at confusion. Like, what is their usefulness? I think black women have a smaller pool to pull from if you're trying to do I agree. Men, so That's true. It's nothing you could, sometimes you just gotta do what you gotta do. Like, Take what you can get, which I don't agree with, but you know that's certain people's circumstance. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I say so basically what I'm seeing, and I've seen similar things with this through through my time, you know, as a real estate agent and, and relationship dynamics, right? Because obviously dealing with sales and figuring out who's really making decisions, I know a lot of black women that are with black men, but. I don't really know what the guy is for because the girl is like, she's the one who wanted to buy the house. She's the one paying for it. She has the credit. She has the income. And the dude is just like there. And, and I see this, obviously it's anecdotal evidence and it's not true for everything. So I do think, especially in the black community that the male pool is problematic, but I think it's because what we're telling men, and that's why I think, you know, with, with, with the Kevin Samuels moment and stuff like that, whether you like Kevin Samuels or not, um, there is a call to masculinity in its proper form in a way, and men need to really step up and take ultimate responsibility. And I think that is one of the core things that, um, is missing, but I think is maybe awakening. Yeah, I don't think black women should settle for anything, and they just have to like stand on that. You know what I'm saying? Because I do, I think that, but I do understand the circumstance. Obviously, as a black woman, you know, um, I personally like, and then the like whole masculine. Like, I think that I don't. I think. For me personally, there are things that I want my man to be doing. I'm not taking out trash, like to keep it a bean. I'm not taking out trash. Um, if something happens with my car, I want you to step up and figure out what's going on with my car. Um, like there are certain things that like I want you to do as a man, and there are certain things that I am going to do for you as a woman. You but know? here's the thing, and and this is what I'm trying to get at is that that sense of duty and responsibility, or even embarrassment, is a good way to talk about it in culture. Um, I was watching Donnie Brasco, and and they go to Florida, and the guy he meets says something about his wife and and the thing that the the, the other gangster guy said was a man that doesn't take care of his wife i can't do business with i love it that's culture and that is mentality right so like even a gangster's like 
That's facts. But I'm not dealing with no what? man that don't do that, right? But but what has happened is guys will watch you take out the trash and not be personally offended and feel embarrassed that you're taking out the trash. That's because yeah. the principles are like are not there no more. Is so, is it not being so, taught? Like no, what? It's not, I'm, I'm gonna break this shit down because I've been yo. Let me let me break this shit down. So first and foremost, when it comes to you're talking about specifically like the um the black community the black community right we have to understand that and we i can break this shit down from pre crack era till present that our concepts of as far as like what we see and place value on when it comes to dealing with our partners whether you know a, a guy looking at you know his his woman partner or a woman looking at a, at their male male counterpart isn't necessarily um ideas and concepts of our own. This is what society had put in our minds as far as like, this is what's being put out there as far as this is what you should want in a man. Like, you know what I'm saying? As a man, this is what you should want in a woman. So when you talk about black culture, what's being promoted to us um, through the media out, you know, um, the media airways and stuff like that is everything is superficial. So if you look at prior, prior, like before like 83, 84, before, before like crack and all that shit swept through our neighborhoods and everything, the divorce rate wasn't nearly as high as it was after that. Right. So when you talk, so so it wasn't uncommon. It's nowhere. It wasn't uncommon for you to have like look at how many mom and pop shops and businesses that were around in the seventies, in the sixties, and in the fifties and stuff like that. You know, we were still together. You know what I'm saying? For the most part, we were still together. Now, you know, everybody knew each other in the neighborhood. You know what I mean? You know, everybody grew up with this person. And, and, and like, if you ask, like, our moms and, and, and um, our grandparents, like, everybody grew up with everybody and they, it, because it was actually like a community. We don't really have communities now. We have neighborhoods populated by a certain group of people. Like, you know what I'm saying? Black people, Hispanic people, whatever the case may be. It's not It's not the same. We're not even operating the same. Like, we're not even on one accord as as a unit. So after or during the 80s, when everybody started getting locked up and strung out on drugs and shit like that, a lot of the men left, you know, the women because they were either getting shot, killed in the street or strung out on drugs or incarcerated. So that left, you know, a lot of the women to, you know, be on their own. You know, the black women, as far as like, you know, like the grandmoms and, you know, the women who were left behind and raised families on their own. So a lot of the men who might have been doing 20, 30 years coming back home don't even know, doesn't even really know how to be a man anymore. And the ones who were raised in the 80s and during the 90s were raised by single mothers. So a lot of the ways that you see even men uh, uh, portray themselves and behave now, you know, is, and it's no disrespect to women, but it's like emotional. They let, if they start getting angry and they start getting uh, upset, they allow what they feel to dictate their actions and what they do. You see the behavior like now, like on Love and Hip Hop, the Housewives and all this other shit like that. Like a lot of the men are acting like fucking girls and it, and it just is what it is. So, and then on top of that, what's being promoted is, you know, through the music and shit like that and through the entertainment business that uh, women should behave like a certain type of way. Like now, if you think about it now, it's like, it's not uncommon for a girl nowadays to say, I'm a fucking nigga for some money. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's like, that's regular now. Like, you know what I mean? Back, even when he was in high school and shit like that, bro, like, you had to work to get certain, like, certain, even if he was like, being like a, like a, a fucking, like, uh, a scumbag and was like, yo, let me get a picture of you and your drawers or some shit like that. Or whatever. Like, that, that, like, now you can just scroll through Instagram and you can get that shit for free. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's damn near like a reflex for somebody to put on a, a, a video on, um, you know, at a club or something like that, and a girl's shaking ass. Like, that's like, damn, like a reflex now. Like, the whole way that we're behaving as individuals and when we're actually coming together, 
You know, it's completely different than how it was I, I wonder, 20 years ago. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yep. Hold on yes. Good job. Um, Talk Heavy Podcast said, what up, Lloyd? Yes, sir. Um, what's Lloyd good? said, Talk Heavy in the building. He said, he also said, because we've seen the value in each other, I think he was talking about... Um, Back in the day, like pre crack era. Yeah. yeah. Wide shot. Yeah. And then, uh, I hear Robinson. A lot of dudes seen their moms take out the trash and think it's normal. So when their girl yeah. does it, they don't feel offended. Facts. Raised by the girl. Ruffin yep. says, We needed each other. The narrative of individualism has taken over the main society. Mm-hmm. That stuff was done strategically, yeah. he said. And, uh, Sheikh Talif. So-called black people limit their perception. If anything, we need to return to traditional roles because that's actually what is being cried out for. Right. I I wonder if, and those are good comments. And let me let me let me just say this real quick before yeah. you go. Uh-huh. So, in summary, <laughs> what we see as valuable now, like our definition of value now, when it comes to dealing with each other, is completely different than what it was twenty or thirty years ago, and. It's not about moving on. It's not about growing and maturing or, oh, that's the old shit or whatever. But the majority of black women, 70% of them are, I think they said over 70%, are usually divorced like in their first marriage. So you see a lot more single family homes now than you did back then. And that's not really what we what we really want. You know what I mean? So, I, And I think women in general, but obviously black women are catching a lot of flack for this right now, especially in the manosphere type of content, you know, um, I don't know what because it's like a catch twenty two. Like again, the dating pool is tough, and a lot of guys are raised by women, and so that they think it's okay for you to take out the trash, and so like I don't, I don't know what you do. Like how and do things you? Things have uh, just changed so much. Like as far as like what. Especially for black women, right? Like you were saying, like black women are typically more empowered. They're making more money, right? Mm-hmm. Like we were, we go goes back to the providing thing and where it just feels weird because you're not providing for me really, but what are you providing for me because it's not financial and it just gets it becomes weird. And I think that everything is so it's there's not like this is what a man is and this is what a woman is. Right. It's right. like, and well, even mm-hmm. like in my current situation, like I was gonna say this earlier like i met a man i got into a relationship i was 27 years old he was 29 right we were both grown people we both had college degrees we both worked and made this like adequate money the same amount really um we both could cook and clean we both could do everything even in our parenting we're 50 50 parents not like i do more than him he does more than me it's like everything we do is split down the middle Mm -hmm. and it works for us you know but is that right like is that like what we should do is that what we shouldn't do like it's working like you know what i mean like why not so it's like do we need for it to be this is what a man does and this is what a woman does or do we just need this is how our partnership is going to work i think every partnership is unique but again i think there's a framework in which painting on a blank canvas is scary and hard i agree but if you have some lines to color in and maybe you make changes to it, you can do that, I right? Agree. So so I feel like no relationship is the same. 
I just think that we need some framework to start from. Yeah. So, and then you like, customize yeah, because if we're just all yeah. floating out in space, we're never going to come together. Yeah. But if we're in the same room, we can figure it out. You know, I right. agree. I also think that the relationships also a negotiation. So there are things that you may need to negotiate on. There are frameworks, and then you can say, "Hey, like this is how my life is set up, right. and I need you to fill into this gap where I have, and vice versa." Right. So where things he's lacking in, you can come in and fill in, even though you know traditionally maybe that's something that you feel like he should be doing. But if you don't mind doing it, and you can fill into that spot, and why not? That makes you stronger as a couple. Uh, but I think back to your point about. Um, um, black woman, you know, getting the slack and you don't have as big of a dating pool. I actually, like, when I date and, you know, I, when I date, especially, like, with black men, um, my number one red flag is when they trash talk black women. I agree. When they always say, weird. yeah, I've had yeah. exes, not exes, but people that I've went out with when they're like, well, you know, like, I just don't prefer black girls because they're, you know, um, too opinionated, too loud. And I was like, yeah, like, this isn't for me. Good for you, girl. Shout out to you. Because (laughs) (laughs) the thing is, they do that to me, which is wild, because I'm clearly a black girl. But they'll be like, oh, well, you know, you're racially ambiguous. You're you're different. What does that even mean? Because it's like, I'm loud. I'm I'm opinionated. Right. like, Like, what are you trying to say about? Yeah, it's wild. Men are trifling. That's and I was like, and you know, like, crew. but that's the thing, like, you're fresh and fit. I'm so sick of them. Yeah. Like, I have a question, Lisa, because you were talking about this before, and this is, I'm, I'm, I might bring my mom on, Kev, if you want to start doing that. Um, my thing, again, this is kind of goes back to can love conquer all, is that like, I don't remember anything my parents taught me about relationships. I don't have any childhood memories of anything they taught me other than, like, find the person that's right for you and, you know, find the person that you love and all this stuff and make sure they treat you right. All generic BS, and I feel woefully... um, I feel like I was out in the world with no information. Yeah. Like I had no clue what I was doing. And and uh, uh, looking back at, you know, my whole, my history of, of dealing with women, I really, I've changed radically about the things that I believe and things that I think work. But that's because I was left, uh, media and culture and stuff was the only thing influencing me. But I don't even think I believed those things when, when I was, you know, like whatever the pop culture was, was what I went with because I didn't have any ideas, which I don't, I don't want to go down this whole, whole rabbit hole, but I I do want to talk, just put, put this question out there as far as the black community specifically. I think we're very vulnerable to uh, media and impressions because we have a detachment from our original culture. So like when I was talking about the Donnie Brasco situation, um, that Italian culture, they that is going to insulate you from outside information because you have a long history of culture that is going to say no. Yeah, a man takes care of his wife and that's it. And if you don't, we're not even going to talk to you. So when it comes, all right, so let me, let me not, not to uh, jump back <laughs> really too far but for like you were saying the black men who trash or 
black yeah. women, for those guys who uh, mean that, like literally, like in a like in a literal sense, like oh, black women, and they generalize and they actually mean and think that all black women are like that. You're fucking dickheads, first and foremost. Okay, but when it comes down, but when it comes down to it, for those who aren't able to really like articulate what they might mean, is that when you start talking about black culture, you just. Oh. I'll call her. Oh, go ahead. That's a call. Yeah. So so when it comes so when it comes down to quote unquote black culture, black culture is destructive culture. You know what I'm saying? Because what you just said, and, and I'm I'm gonna I'm clarify what I said. Because you just said something, you said black culture and then you said Italian culture. So when it comes down to it, we're the only people in this nation who defines ourselves with a color. Mm-hmm. That's number one. So as far as our history, there's nothing more backwards than the African mind with European concepts. So when it comes down to it, the majority of our history are being taught by the same people who we claim and you know, uh, we, we, we speak outright, say that they're trying to oppress us. A lot of people can't trace their history back past slavery in 1619. You know what I mean? But we have a whole history, not only prior, but even during those times you know, um, that we're just ignorant to and we're not really privy to that information because it's not being taught through our school systems. Okay, so when it comes so when it comes down to it, when people are saying that, oh, black women aren't shit, we have to understand, too, that when people are expressing their opinions, it's only based off of personal experience. So that's no different than when you hear a lot of black women say, niggas ain't shit, black men ain't shit or whatever, and all they want is, pu- all they want is pussy, this, that, and the third, and, 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 they, and they bash them. And that's just... A, a reflection of where we are as a people and society across the board, because this is what we're experiencing now on a more like on a day to day basis. Like we're like so far behind as a people. It's not even just about you know the uh, like the black and white thing or whatever. But when it comes to us, what I was saying before, with us knowing ourselves and where and where we are, and understanding like where we come from, we have to we have to educate ourselves as far as like you know our true history and our real history. Understand who we are as as individuals before we can really move forward. Like if your foundation is set and built off of negativity, anything you build on top of that is going to fall, it's going to crumble and it's not going to sustain like over time period. Yeah. I think that's fundamentally what part of the black specific problem is, is that the detachment from any culture Culture. basically. So, you know, like this is why I was trying to get you Lisa in here as far as like you were saying that your mom calls you all the time and, and talks about, this kind of stuff. So, like, what I mean, what is that like? I guess, because because I think fundamentally, like, it's funny, like that small thing that you're saying your mom calls you and talks about, like, you know, what kind of guys to deal with, and, and just in general, it's like, again, and, and my mom's calling, I'm, and I'm gonna bring her on after I get you in here, but it's like, I, I never had that. I don't know. Yeah. And my so just for everyone to know, my mom's white, my dad's black. Um, so I don't know if yeah. that, what that means culturally, but we'll, we'll find <laughs> so out. <laughs> I'm just thinking from here, from my perspective, right? So I was born in Vietnam. I didn't move here till I was 11. So we're immigrants. I think we just have like a different set of culture also. I think maybe in the Western culture or like here in the U.S. specifically, I think the value of families and marriages is not like really a priority anymore Mm -hmm. and i think my mom is like internally freaking out because my brother's not married and he's like 34 Mm -hmm. and 
she's like, you're 27, like, you know, you got to however many years left, like, before, you know, you want you want to start having kids, like, you need to start thinking about taking things seriously, um, who you want to date, what qualities you want in a future partner, and then she'll call me and also tell me about myself, like, hey, maybe you're, lo- you're being a little bit too difficult, you're not giving people a chance, we need to think about, you know, all of these different aspects, um, and yeah, she just calls and, like, coach me all the time, even when I don't want to hear it, and I'm like, oh my god, like, why are we talking about this? Um, but I think it's really useful because um, I've been in, you know, relationships. And when I come out of it, I was like, damn, like my mom was right. Like I probably should have listened to her. Mm-hmm. And so I think, yeah, having someone to navigate you through it and maybe not even your parents, but you have can, can have mentors that you've seen that are in really successful mm-hmm. relationships or marriages that can tell you, like, you know, what are the things you need to look for? And I, the thing is, I don't think we've thought that it's been a priority. So we don't even care about learning about the stuff you know and i think that's part of the problem is like again i don't remember what i was taught so let me let me give her a call i know it's hard to run this technology oh god oh god oh god i'm so terrified what hi mom you are (laughs) live on the podcast first of all well hello son hi how are you i am watching the podcast now (laughs) This is this is so weird and awkward, but don't just be saying anything crazy now. But okay. I, I wanted to ask you, and I thought about this today, is I have no clue. Like, I have all kinds of parables and things that you guys have, you know, you and dad have ever said to me about things. But I have no recollection of really any specific things you've taught me or said to me about dating or relationships or anything. I didn't even know that you didn't like my ex-girlfriend until 10 years later. So I guess what I want to ask is what was your approach of what did you tell me? about dating i i think what you said to the team on the panel there that we gave you the generic why find the person you love it'll work out i the one thing that i will say i would always say and i still say today is and and it fits very well with this topic is that when you find someone make sure you like them it's not really about love you have to like that person that's very, very. Easy. That's very generic. Make sure you like them. I don't think so. It took me a long time to realize that. To realize what that you like someone and, and what they stand for and how they make you feel and how you work as a partnership is very important. It's not just that feeling of love, like in your panel said. You know that feeling is can be temporary. You know, and it can. It has its ups and it has its downs. But if you like someone, you like them. I think I've mostly said to you, you know, look at someone's soul, their core. Are they a good person deep down? That is I know that advice. doesn't answer your question about relationships. And clearly, I don't have a great record in that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I, I guess um, as a parent at the time, was that not a priority to like teach about that or like what did what were your thoughts and maybe conversations 
as far as parenting, like, like why don't I know anything? Um, I I don't really have an answer for that. Was it was it just not like, you know, um, because so for example, uh, something that I do remember is that you guys chose to do a parenting style of colorblindness, which now would make me cringe because I don't think that's a, a good way to teach kids about race and stuff. But that was something that you guys always would emphasize. Don't focus on people's race. Right. And so that's yeah. something that I remember, which I, I don't, you know, I, I don't agree with today, but, but you guys made a, an effort to, um, teach that technique, which was popular during well, that, that time was, period. That was, sorry to interrupt, but that would probably speak more to one of your stronger points that I know of, that I probably controlled more of the dynamics of the marriage and the family unit. Mm -hmm. and, and I would agree that that's probably not healthy. You know, what? Your, your dad probably went more along with what I said. He may not have agreed with that and just went along with it. And that's why I think you stand so hard on, you know, a man should have a hierarchy of some sort. And I know you didn't say it that way, but right. there does have to be, you know, a, a strong man in the household. I think that's very powerful. Not that your dad wasn't, but I don't think he had a backbone, and I think I was overpowering that. And so when you talk about colorblind or um, sexism or any of that, there's probably the role that I wanted and your dad kind of went along with it and yeah so, right and and so that kind of comes back to that 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 manhood that i think that you're talking about and and you didn't grow up with that. right and i think that's the weirdest thing is that i didn't grow up with that but i was having a conversation about this off air is like subconsciously i think I had developed a lot of these ideas as far as men should step up into their place from seeing you and my dad's relationship um, where he conceded a lot to, yeah. to what you would say now probably wasn't the best thing that happened. Because yeah, but your himself. point to that is that, and the girls actually said this as well, that your dad kind of allowed that. Right, and 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 and, and, and this is and this is my point is I think the man is ultimately responsible for what he allows. But but to your point, if a man keeps going down, what is he worth? You know. Right. I mean, like. You kind of said if, if a guy loses his job repetitively, beat him to the curb because he's really no good. Right. Not because he's not bringing the money in, because he's allowing that. Oh, they were making me sound crazy when I was saying that, so I was worried because if I didn't articulate myself. Um, do you have anything else that you want to drop? So, because I'm a, I thought this was well, a A lot of the good points came out, you know, I mean. Uh, the one where I even said this, I texted someone and said, uh, 
you know, if I'm carrying the groceries in and you're sitting there, you see me bringing 10 bags in and you just sit there and don't help. Like the girl said, what good are you to me? <laughs> like, you, you, and, 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 and like the girls were saying, you know, you could take my car knowing that I have work in the morning and fill it up. I don't even have to ask. I love you for that. Yeah, you might get lucky that night, right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Lord. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's the truth. It's the small things that matter. And that's why I said I don't think it's love that conquers all. I think it is filling up the gas and ha- building the bookshelf. And, uh, and, and to agree with you, get that lemonade. Yeah, get the make lemonade. Sure yeah. Make, make sure his clothes are clean if you know he has an important meeting in the morning. You know, uh, whatever role you can do, you know, it, it is that balance. But should it be spoken of or should it just be understood? And then the, there was a comment on there where a guy said, you know, he saw his mom doing all this work. He didn't know any better. Right. Yeah. So, oh, well, this know. was awesome. I feel like. Oh, you... it is. I can't wait to see what you all have to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much for calling in. And I, I. Yeah, well, thank you all for chatting on it. It's interesting. All right. Well, you have a nice all right. night. Love you guys. Love you. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. She was so cute. Yes. <laughs> that was so personal. So so just to give some background though, um my mom makes makes like two hundred thousand dollars a year. Period. And my dad made less money and obviously my dad's black, she's white. I was born into this whole West Side story lifestyle because that was not a cool thing at the time um i think that's important 88 i was born in in northeast philly so if you know about philly it's very segregated you know there's there's a whole backstory there that i think is very interesting and i'm not going to super get into but even my mom who is kind of like alpha in a way still wants you to take out the trash i think that's interesting (laughs) so no i i had a uh, similar background like you know my mom white my dad black 91 and um yeah i think all very similar things like when you were saying earlier that they never really told you anything about like relationships i'm like my parents told me things but they were very toxic like the things that they told me like what um <laughs> like my mom well this is not toxic my mom used to tell me in my 20s don't she's like don't be with anyone date have fun don't be with anyone like don't settle my mom down. said the same thing yeah really? i don't think when that's toxic That's yeah and really? in retrospect i think she was right like you know what i mean like when i, I look think back, so yeah um, I think she was right. Um, and I did do that essentially. I didn't do it on purpose, but like it just so ha- it like happened that way. And my dad was always just really like, for him it was like a protective thing. Like it was just like, don't give the box up. Like you know what I'm saying? Like he was just like, don't have sex with nobody. Like that's how he was coming, you know. So um, that's just all they, you know, they gave me. But to be realistic, um, I wouldn't take advice from them because they they didn't they were broken up before I was even in fifth. Um, no, I'm sorry, before I was five, like, before uh-huh. I was in kindergarten. <laughs> right. So, like, yeah, they, I wouldn't take advice from them. Like, my mom never, like, remarried, and my dad did, and his relationship is longstanding. Like, they've been together forever, but, um, so maybe now I would, which he doesn't really give me advice now, but, like. I have a question, though. Go ahead. Um, Your dad. How many guys have your dad met that you were dating or talking to? One. Oh, my, only one. My 
baby dad. <laughs> I need to stop calling him that. My Does child he like father, him? My Does he approve of him? He loves him. He actually overly approves of him. Like, even when he, like, I'm like, I'm come, if I come to my dad with a problem about him, he's like, just don't lose this one. Like, I have a theory <laughs> that moms should help their sons and dads need to help their daughters vet people. I think and I know it's not sexy, but you know, if you had a daughter, you could read a guy very easily and be like, this dude is, yeah. I know what you're trying to no, do. Of course, but that's what a balance, but that's what a, <laughs> that's what a balance comes into play because it's like, all right, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to share something. So going, my sister, she's a couple, she's like two years younger than I am. And I was in high school, obviously before she was, but before she got to high school, I think coming into her, her uh, freshman year. So my mom and my dad ended up getting a divorce in 2008, but things were already on the, like, on the decline anyway, you know, so it wasn't like a healthy marriage, like whatsoever, right? So they, they actually like spent more years arguing, especially towards the end of their relationship than they did actually like spending like quality time with each other. So, you know, everything growing up is like a reference point. So it's like, you know, growing up, seeing your mom and your dad interact with each other as a, as a youth, that's going to be your reference point, whether it's good or bad as to what a relationship should look like. So when it comes down to it, because um, they separated and my dad was out the house before she got to high school, I was telling her, I'm like, yo, when you get the, when you get to high school, I'm like, yo, this is what niggas is waiting like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, real talk. Like, yo, niggas is waiting because, I mean, I mean, we already know what it is. Like, you talk to somebody a couple years younger or whatever, like, the mind is easily manipulating all that shit, and this is just what's going down. And she said something to me that had me fucking heated. She asked me a question. Well, she said that, you know, if I don't, you know, basically, like, get with a guy, then how do I get them to, to like me? This is an honest mm -hmm. question. And that shit fucking blew me up. I mean, I was I was heated. I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, how could you be so naive and so dumb? I didn't say that, but then I had caught myself, and I'm like, damn, like you really don't know. And that's because my dad wasn't there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So right. it comes. So so at the end of the day, the roles is. I mean, as far as like the importance of having a mom and a dad in the household is so important because not because a dad can't teach a, a girl how to be a woman, and vice versa. You know, on the other side, like you know, a dad um. Uh, a mom can't teach a, a boy necessarily how to be a man. But at the same time, you know, a dad is supposed to teach their daughter what to look for mm -hmm. in a man. Like, you know what I'm saying, as far as how to read the signs and, like, no, mm -hmm. this is what you look out for. So when, you know, even when your dad was, don't give this shit up. Why? Because a nigga's going to look at that and evaluate that shit like, like a used car at the end of the day. It's like, okay, well, this my, like, am I going to really invest a lot of money mm -hmm. into a car that has, like, Fucking high mileage. I'm looking up the Carfax and shit was in the fucking flood. Mm -hmm. The catalytic converter was fucked up. The head gasket was blown and all that. Like, that's not like a, a good investment. Mm -hmm. So it's the same thing on both sides. And that's that's important. And because we don't have that now, the only examples of the relationships that we have, you know, on TV, because it's not in the household, is the reality shows. You know, all of the other shows... From like the nineties and all that shit, you feel me like you know the you know the white shows or whatever, that's still fucking playing heavy. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But the new shit that's coming out is again what we see on VH one and you know, the um the rap shit that's coming out. Like it's like the whole, like I said, quote unquote black culture is 
fucking is destructive. You know what I mean? But these these are our reference points now. Like that's, this is what we have to go that's to. That's what I was trying to get at. Is like if if your parents or your culture doesn't teach you anything, then that's all you have to fall back on. Right. I agree. That's like a thousand percent. <laughs> and even if like like because like we grew up watching like the Cosby Show sure. and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You know what I'm saying? But it's like I see that. I think it's beautiful. But what I come from is not that. And realistically, it's like I mean, we all want to be better than what we come from, but it's easier seeing is believing like you mm-hmm. know what i mean it's easier to do what you see happening until you realize like ah, i don't want to do things the way they did it let me correct it like when i i realized when i was going into relationships that i was acting like my mom or my dad or like you know mm-hmm. and doing things that i had seen mm-hmm. like and the crazy thing is like i met my boyfriend it was like so weird unconventional like we were friends like whatever then we ended up falling in love randomly and like we were like everything moved really fast but once we um like were in love and locked in, honestly, I might even been pregnant at this point. Like I'm telling you, things move too fast. Uh, but we've been together four years, so like it was that's kind of like whatever. I'm about to put you on the spot, by the way. But go ahead. That's fine. But well, like, real quick, let me just finish this. But once we actually like linked up, I met his family and stuff. I realized we literally like had the same trauma. Like his parents, like first of all, my parents were never married. They had three kids. They never got married. They were young. They were very young having kids. By the time they had me, I'm the youngest. They were, like, 24, 25. That's kind of normal. But at first, they were, like, right out of high school having my siblings. They broke up. It was very toxic. Their His parents, the exact same thing. They broke up right before um, he was in kindergarten, too. Like, his mom was half white, but white. And his dad was black. And it was his dad hated his mom. My dad hated my mom. Like, it was just, like, the same thing. And I'm like, that's crazy. Like, we didn't even know that. And it just, like... It's weird. And we both ended up linking up, and we're nothing like them at all. Just, you know, I guess we both were striving to not be like that, you know? But it's just like, I don't know. You get so, it's so easy just to do, it's actually natural just to do what you were raised in. You know what I mean? Like, you have to really work to break that generational curse. Okay. Got to put you on the spot. I'm very sorry. You guys have been together for four years. Uh-huh. Your dad approves. Yeah. You say it's your best relationship. Yeah. Yeah, it is my best relationship. What are you about to ask? What's the problem? Wait, why aren't we getting, like, why are we not engaged? All right, this is, I'm actually glad you asked this, because I was going to bring this up earlier, but I'm like, I don't feel like getting into this. But, um, because I actually hate when people ask women this question, because it's like, I don't propose. So why are you asking me why am I not engaged? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, like, the thing is. Well, what's is, his problem? I don't know, but I do have a time limit to where I'll leave. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? That's all I, I do know. Like, Is he one of those um, against marriage people? No. I used to be one of those people. No, no. Actually, that would be more respectable <laughs> because then that means he would have been honest with me and I would be like, all right, that's, you know what I mean? I would How have agreed to that. How long do you think is... If you were giving your daughter advice, how long should you be in a relationship before you get engaged slash married? Slash about to blow your time limit. Um, I know. And I don't want to do this, <laughs> but it doesn't even matter because my time limit is um, – <laughs> it doesn't matter. He knows it anyway. I should – yes, five years. Five years? It's five it's years. It's five years. But in ret- I really shouldn't have ever told him that. And in our case, Ooh. it doesn't matter. Like, he knows that he's – He'll be lucky if I say yes to him. And because the thing is, we have a kid. Like, it's different. Like, five years for, like, a regular relationship. We have a kid. We already are. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Why don't you just do it? And he don't have any. He says he doesn't have any reservations. You know what I'm saying? Which I think he does. Is he not 
where he wants to be money wise or something like saving money because wedding marriage it's hard because it's expensive well but expensive are men just scared of getting married like yeah, hold guys? up a second well hold on it goes back yeah. go ahead no, go no, ahead no, i'm go sorry go i didn't go mean go to cut you marriage off. is a giant liability legally and it's a big problem because of how the laws are but that that's is. a whole another yeah. thing no, we can but get into i that think it goes back to his uh, his past there's an easy solution to it though and what he's used to his parents never got married like marriage uh, just seems like a huge hump for him which but I having kids is not a huge hump our parents both had mad kids and never got married. You see what I'm What's saying? What's going on in this world where getting married is a bigger deal than having kids? I, I don't understand. It's crazy. It's crazy, but literally, that's what I'm saying. I don't think it's right, but I think that in, in like in our bodies, that's just what we... Because I was the same way for a minute. I'm like, I don't know if I want to get married. Like, you know what I mean? Even with him, I'm like, I don't know if I want to get married. But like at this point, it's like, boy, I'm leaving you at, five, at the five-year mark on the day. I'm out. You feel me? Like, and that's just that on that. Uh-oh. He knows that, like, you know? I, I'm honest. Comments, comments, comments. Comments. That's not a good example of relationships. What? Television is entertainment, LOL. Oh, he's saying. Yeah, but no, but, but that, oh, let, on, let, me, let, me, let me address that. Let me address that. Go ahead. Well, um, I'll keep going. He said, leave and go where? So what happens when he doesn't propose? Now where are you gonna go? Who said that? that the best for the child. We got some fresh, fresh and fitters in here or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> leave and go where? Then? Like he said, where are you gonna go? Where are you gonna go? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no matter. Who said that? What, my guest said that. Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know who the fuck that is. Yeah. I don't know who the fuck that is. Leave and go by my DM self. Like the fuck. I mean that's person. I mean that's a personal choice. But to address the the TV situation again. Everything that we do is learned behavior. Racism is learned behavior. How we conduct ourselves, everything everything is learned behavior. So, again, what I was saying before is that if you don't have an example to look at as far as how a man and a woman is supposed to be together, because at the end of the day, we're only, like, it's, it's getting back to, like, the culture thing. So I know myself. You guys can agree or disagree if you want. But I know myself, if I walk into a room and it's like full of uh, like full of white people and I see one other black person, I'm going to that one other black person because that person looks like me. I'm naturally, I'm just going to gravitate towards that person because, okay, well, he looks like me, so we might have some things in common I can build and have a conversation with this person. So it's the same thing with culture, okay? When you're talking about, you know, culture, you know, is expressed in, through, uh, you know, how you dress, language, the food that you cook, you know, every everything, you know, comes back to that. And that's like love is like the glue that holds people together. It's one of the tools that holds people together. But when it comes down to the marriage thing, me personally, I don't really believe in like the time limit shit only because it's like if you guys and this is my personal opinion, like if you guys are if you guys are together and everything is everything is like moving and in, and in harmony and stuff like that, like there's no problems, then like I don't really see like the big deal as far as like having, like just going, like just get, like I just don't see like the big deal as far as like having like a time limit, like to like to really be honest with you. Like I don't really. I don't see the big deal in not proposing to me. Yeah, like, if well, you I don't know what you're saying. Forever, time limit, you can go real long or you should get no, but, married but I'm, early. I'm just saying, what, what I'm for? saying is like just let it happen. But what no, are you waiting for? You can't. You don't no, let but, it happen. No, you got to decide. You could nah, be wasting my time. You got to yeah. decide, but, dog. But what I'm, okay, well, let me ask you a question. What what difference, what, what changes after the marriage is over? 
like for example first of all women have so much pressure on them like and i didn't honestly this is what's crazy i didn't mm-hmm. know i wanted to get married until mm-hmm. i had a baby with this like mm-hmm. until this relationship i right. never even think thought that i want like i never i don't even have a wedding planned out mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying I'm listening. so i say that to say that women ha- get so much pressure once you have a baby with a man mm-hmm. even probably before mm-hmm to be married to him and it's like comes from every angle like to the point where we go Mm -hmm. to disney world right Right. Mm -hmm. we walk into the the hotel room Mm -hmm. and it's on the tv it says welcome fowler and his last name family that's so salty so like you and my son got the same last name mm -hmm. and i'm just over here so let me say this so so let me say this again i'm gonna address what you said as far as the pressure is, is concerned right but again what changes in the relationship after it's a the relationship. Thing. It's like, it really, well, first of all, I'm sure, I don't know because I'm not married. So I don't know what changes mm-hmm. once you marry somebody. Mm-hmm. But I do know that that means that you have professed. That is like the final step, right? You provide, you protect, you profess. As a man, this is like things that you do as a man. Do you want me to be your wife or do you not? Because if I'm not the one that you're going to marry, let me move on. Define, for, and met, women age out. We were just talking about this. Mm-hmm. Women age out. I'm a 30-year-old woman. Mm-hmm. So if you don't want to marry me, mm-hmm. let me move on to see if I my soulmate is out there, somebody who wants to to marry me you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying and you sh- should go find somebody you want to marry mm-hmm. that's why the time limit is there because you as a man you're going to age up you'll be able to find you a nice little 25 year old girl while you 40 mm-hmm. and live your best life <laughs> you feel me you feel me all right i'm aging up <laughs> nah, whatever. i'm aging all the way up I like this right. yeah, so, <laughs> so what well, all right so look i'm gonna get back to that but before i forget when it comes to the pressure coming from all perspectives, like I had an issue with someone who I was dating before because I don't celebrate um, holidays. Even like, to be honest with you, birthdays, Valentine's Day, Christmas, that's not, for religious reasons, I don't, I don't do that, okay? So when, it comes, so when it comes down to it, I made that clear from the, from the rip because certain people might want those things, okay? And... In the beginning, it was cool. It was like, oh, okay, I respect that. It's cool. You know what I'm saying? I understand. I said, but I said, but th- this is how I am. If you're looking for me to be excited when Valentine's Day comes around or Thanksgiving comes around or Christmas comes around, I said, you're not going to get that from me. I said, but if it's important to you and like, let's say if you're having like a family get together, so I'm, not, I'm not the type of nigga that's going to hide in the closet and be like, do you know what that shit means? Da, 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 da. Like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Like, you know what I mean? Especially if you have, and she, and she had a daughter at the time too. I said, so if you want to, you know, pass it on to your daughter and have, and make her happy allow her to have that experience. I'm also not going to interrupt that because you have the right to raise your daughter however it is that you see fit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because just because of what you believe in doesn't necessarily coincide with what I believe in. I'm not going to necessarily take it away from you. Like, I'm not going to go into hiding and if you want me to come around your family, I'm not going to not show up. And you express that up front. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So when it came down to it, I'm having a conversation because it's getting to the pressure thing, is that when it came down to it, she felt some type of way because she said that she felt like she was left out. You express that up front. I express the five-year marriage thing up front, which I shouldn't have done. But because I did do uh-huh. it, there's no pressure. You know. Uh-huh. You knew for five years. Uh-huh. So if you don't want to marry me, then bye. No, but what I'm saying is, is that when it came down to being left out, it's like, well, who are you in a relationship with? Are you in a relationship with him and everybody else? Or are you in a, just, or just in a relationship with him? I'm in a How relationship every- with him, which means that he should not want to ha- have me feeling inferior when every every time we go somewhere somebody is asking me you know, why aren't you engaged yet right he shouldn't want me to have to deal with but, that well see what i'm saying is, is that everybody else's opinion doesn't matter when it comes to your relationship i think it does that's, matter. That's, that's, it does matter because so. men don't deal with that pressure i, I no. think it sounds good to say that outside things don't matter but they do. 
we like p- other people matter. Stat met part of, I, I think the marketing campaign for marriage for men is fucked up. That's a part of the marketing campaign. It's allowing a status, other people's opinion. To what I'm saying to but who? But status, no. But this is this is why it's important is because your status as a man, part who you marry is affected by that, and status ultimately is affected by the views of other people. Mm-hmm. That's not true. I don't agree Absol- with that. Well, if that everyone thinks you're a bum in society, then you're going to be treated like one. But no, but that's 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 something completely different because somebody treating you like a bum on an individual basis has nothing to do with you and your relationship. Because somebody else treating you a certain way has nothing to do with your indiv- like your relationship. Your relate. Hold on for a second. Your relationship is between two people, not between one, two, and everybody else who's around you. That's the difference. I would say that you're an entity in the world and so there are outside forces that you you know if you're if you're this bubble then there the air outside is touching you and that matters you can't just say no but what you just said doesn't apply to what i just said again when it comes down to a relationship there's two people unless you're in a polygamous polygamous relationship there's two people in a relationship does that mean that outside opinions don't matter no I think Wait, because I because if I you're happy yeah. and the guy's happy, I'm not then, happy though. That's the problem. No, but this is what I, this is what I'm addressing because you're talking about pressure. I don't think that's no, a I'm, realistic. I don't think I don't think that I'm applying pressure. That's what I'm saying. No, I'm not saying you. I'm oh, talking okay. about pressure from other people. He's saying oh, that gotcha, that's, yeah, that's gotcha. what I'm saying. He, I think, kind of what he's saying is that it's not you per se. It's that other people are influencing your decision making that's leaking into the between you two. But what I. If that's that, no, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like other other people's opinions shouldn't dictate how fast a relationship moves. It shouldn't it shouldn't dictate none of that shit because now it's not really you having a problem. You're just having a problem because everybody else is having a problem. Well, let me just say that that's one aspect of it. That's Mm -hmm. not every aspect Mm -hmm. of it. I mean, that's not all the aspects of it. You know, there are a lot of aspects of it. Like I said from the beginning, I told him five years, so Mm -hmm. that's my standard. Sure, you know what I'm saying. It is too long. In retrospect, (laughs) I didn't know at the time because I told two with me. There you go, and be be stern what about that. What do you that. think? What's your time? Two years. Two? Two was cool. Be stern about that. I mean, listen, two years, and then we're going to be engaged for a couple years because it takes time to plan a wedding. What about a prenup? I'm not going to be an old mom. I'm cool with a prenup. I got shit okay. to lose, too. Yeah, period. Okay. Yep. Because mm-hmm. I think the prenup fixes, because marriage laws are archaic, and they are broken, and they are broken against the men's side more, mm-hmm. or actually, it's... It's broken against men, but it's also broken against whoever has more shit, mm-hmm. um, especially me in particular because I own a <laughs> lot of properties. So, yeah. like, that's a, a concern. But you can do a prenup, so I don't know why it's cool a with, giant problem for that. I would be cool with a prenup. You know what well, I mean? um, I think. Sorry to interrupt. I would just gonna, I would just think about a point that Kevin Samuels would make. He would say that men control relationships and women control that's children, like birth children. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it is a negotiation. So. Ultimately, for me personally, I would not want to have a child with a man until he has made that commitment to me. Because if I am just going to have a kid with him, I'm losing my leverage in that's this respect. relationship. Right. Yeah, that's respectable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And so that's just how I view things. So, you know, with if you can't see me as your wife and you can't commit because a man can get so many women pregnant and the ultimate commitment of a man to a woman is for her to propose and to marry that woman. Mm-hmm. And I think when she's saying what she was saying about pressure, it's also intrinsic pressure. It's not just other people saying that, like, oh, you should get married and this and the third. It's kind of like, hey, like, I, you know, I want to be find that person and be with that person and know like who I'm going to be with. Mm-hmm. So it's and not you. Yeah. And it's just not, it's just not like outside people telling you like you want to find that. Right, right, And right. so if you're not going to be that person, move out of the way so that somebody else can come here and I've, I find my, I'll find my soulmate. Right. And vice versa. You mm-hmm. should find your soulmate. You should find who exactly. you want to marry before exactly. five years. You know what I'm saying? Like five years is a really long time. And like you said, girl, don't have no baby by man. You're not married to. Cause like, here's the thing. Like, when I had my kid, um, it just was divine. Like, I didn't even want to have kids until I met this man and we both wanted to have a kid. And we had a kid. I literally didn't want kids. Like, and I had my kid and I'm only having one kid and that's my kid. You know what I yeah. mean? And at the at that time, I didn't even want to be, I thought I never would get married. I thought I would have a kid with a good man. We'd both be good parents. Our relationship was cool, but if it didn't work out, we would still be good parents. You know what I mean? And that is kind of, that's probably based off of my upbringing. Mm -hmm. And you know what I mean? It probably like goes into all those things. Like, and that's just who I was. And then that changed when I got into a relationship, we were partners, we were raising a kid. And I was like, and he, we both expressed that we wanted to be married. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then I was just like, yeah. And at this point, and even giving birth and pushing out an eight-pound baby, I'm like, I'll never have another baby by a man that is not my husband. That yeah. is, it's too much to do risking your life for a man that's not your husband. Don't mm-hmm. ever do it. Yeah. Hey, comments. How many people we got in there? We got seventeen, and we have one new comment. Seventeen there. people. Yo, all seventeen of y'all better let yourselves be known. Who is watching this? I want to know. <laughs> And we Talk to us seven nice. likes, so we gonna need to get that up. Seven to like, likes, we, we had. Got, we we need to get that up to like twelve. We got a lot of unique viewers. Come on now, what's up with that? Um, Barris Connor says it's a very delicate task to navigate between being seen as a male chauvinist and being honored as a leader in a culture where we have the term "independent woman" taken as an achievement. Oh, to say that like we should have defined roles. <laughs> <laughs> Is a dangerous stance considering that we all have different strengths. Let's now, just get the cake baked. Even if on partner has all the said? ingredients except one. So get the bake get the cake what? Cake, bake. Get what about the cake, the cake? baked? I don't know. <laughs> no, so I, I actually understand what he's saying. Oh wait. Oh no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What part what? No, what go, ahead, go uh, ahead. Well what well, part of the um like, I, I kind of get what he's saying because, again, a guy having a regular guy opinion is kind of taboo and dangerous sometimes. That's true. And um, so I so I get what he's saying. But, yo, we can't be leading with this, like, ooh, everyone's going to be mad if I say what I think. Because, okay, so here's a thing that happens. And that's why I wanted to do this podcast. Because I posted, like, a Kevin Samuels thing on Facebook. And all the women were grinding me up. And, you know, they're mad or whatever about whatever he was talking about. But I had, like, five dudes message me, like, yeah. yeah private and shit, right? <laughs> Yo, y'all need to stop that. Because yeah. because this is why it's getting bad. Because guys are, like. Not being open and honest, right? Say what it is. Stand yeah. on it. You know what I mean? But But, again, these angry dudes, I think that there's a lot of guys that are hiding because they don't want to say things that women don't like. 
because they're worried they can't get any women. I think it's people in general. Women no, women are, yo, if you say something, women will be all over your ass about some shit. Well, you I, know what? Because most, a lot of, honestly. Because they're empowered about it. Like, it, it, they're in, they have the majority behind them in a way where they feel like whatever they're saying mm -hmm. is, like, right right now. Like, it's politically correct. It's, like, the correct thing. They, they are on the attack, I basically. Think whatever you're talking about. Whoever, like, I think in general, the majority, if the majority is going with it, they'll comment. It's just like the sheep mentality. But that's what I'm saying. But yeah. what I'm saying is, like, most of the stuff goes to the modern feminist women point of view. So he's basically saying, like, it the majority. It depends on what, the, what you're talking about, though. Because, like, when I Whatever said it that, is, though, generally it's towards the that. When it's I said that, I wouldn't. Saying, like, yeah. the opinion, society, yeah, that's true. So the truth, you're not going to get no box. But, but that's not true, though. What See, that? that? Bring, go ahead. It's just, turn it up higher. You're speaking from, from your perspective, but if you're a regular dude and you start speaking these kind of things, it's not going to go well. Like, it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. I think that that's cat because... And maybe I'm I'm speaking from privilege at the you moment. Are. Okay. So because because these women that'll be arguing with me wanna like go out with me. You know what I mean? Like they'll be arguing and they'll be mad, but if I'm like, yo, let's link, they'll be like, all right. You know what I mean? Like like it's cat, bro. It's like it's good about you though. If you're a regular dude or below average dude, attractiveness or money wise, that stuff is not gonna go for you. Not you you like trying to scrap up what you can get at that point. So if you come So if they're dusty, they can't have an opinion. You cannot have an opinion if you're dusty. But then that's how you get but that's how you get like coerced into the situation You said if you said if men are dusty they can't have an opinion, or you talking about people, period. If you're dusty, if you're a dusty dude and you have an opinion, you're not getting no box. A, a male opinion. Well, in, in a lot of in a lot of cases, that is the truth. I've literally, I've literally had like a, I've literally had like a girl tell me that in order for you to check me, if you're not making as much money as I am, then there's nothing that you could say to me. I hate so, that so, whole check me thing. Well, well, what I'm saying is that again, this is what I'm saying. Like our values, it might not. I mean, she might really believe that shit, but. Again, like the values that we place on each other is like a reflection of what society tells us. This is what is valuable in a man. This is what's valuable in a woman. So a man's value is equated with how much money he makes and what he has, the material things. A woman is valuable based off of basically what she looked like, how fat is her ass, you feel me? She got titties and all this other shit like that. It's like all like a physical thing. This is what's being promoted. So this is what. So when you so when you hear people make statements like that, that's a reflection of what's being promoted. Like so, let me society. ask you this. Uh -huh. um, what do you think the core um, attractiveness for men and women is, respectively, for, for each one? Because, you, because I do think a lot of a guy's value is what he can provide. I, I don't have a problem with that mm -hmm. narrative. Mm -hmm. Just like I think a lot of the woman's value comes from attractiveness, but not totally. So there's more to it it's than amplified. That, just that. What I'm saying is it's amplified. Right, Those yeah, points are are amplified and focused and lasered in on. That's okay. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, so when yeah, you're talking yeah. about so when you're talking right. about providing, all right. So look, for example, what I don't know if you said it in this conversation, but you know when Kevin Samuel says that women don't date down, they date up, mm -hmm. and 
I think that because women ultimately just want like a sense of security. Ultimately, regardless of how that's expressed, like people like women want security. And so what men look for in women, women might not necessarily look for in men. Like the things that men look for in women is not the same, you know, right. on, on, on woman's side. Mm -hmm. So with us, you know, we might want, like he said, like cooperation, somebody who's understanding, nurturing, you know, what I mean, things that, you know, money can't really really buy like we could be like a fucking millionaire and walk into like a walmart or something like that see somebody that catches our eye and we might give them a chance like you know what i mean but women you know might want somebody who is providing you know more so like on a financial end you know what i mean like okay well what can you do because if you are going to be a protector and the head of a household then you need to be able if i fall short in their mind they might be like okay well what can you do to protect me not just necessarily like physically if somebody's breaking in the fucking house or whatever but you know what do you bring into the, like, how are you protecting me? In what way? What way is that being expressed? Like, you know what I mean? So when it comes down to it, I can only answer that question for myself. You know what I mean? As far okay. as what, because my my opinion isn't going to be a reflection of the majority. And I think that a lot of times in conversations that happens, we take our own personal experience and we generalize that as if that's what everybody else thinks. And we get fucked up with that. You know what I mean? So again, with someone like myself in the beginning, well, really point blank period, like I got to be attracted to you. For, like, you know what I mean? Like, the physical attraction is first. Before I even have a conversation with you, I think that that's probably, like, on both ends. But what I've grown to value more over time is, you know, you having a sense of yourself, being able to have, like, a conversation, intellectual conversations, not just about, like, superficial shit as far as, like, just superficial shit. You know what I mean? Like, that's, be that's because of where I am, like, mentally. Like, you know what I mean? Like, understanding, like, the obstacles, you know, that black men and women are facing, you know, in this country. So when it comes time to raise a child, we can equip him or her, like our son or our daughter, with the right tools to make sure that, you know, if one son or daughter or both, they're 10 steps ahead of where we were because it's not about me. This is how I'm looking at life now. I wasn't always like this. I'm looking at it more so as like, okay, we can't, as as a, as, as black people, continue to just continue to tell our, our children at 17, 18 years old to make a a life decision as far as figuring out what they want to do with their life and like, okay, well, you either got to get a job or you got to go to school because everybody's not going to school. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm fortunate enough because, at, you know, the opportunity that I've had as far as my day job or whatever is like, okay, yeah, I'm, you know, I'd be like in a six-figure, you know, range or whatever myself, but that's only because of what my mom introduced me to because this is what she does. But if she didn't have that conversation with somebody when she was 35, 36 years old, she would have never known that and this, and that wouldn't have been passed down on passed down to me. So now, especially now, people weren't talking about real estate as common as they were five years ago. People weren't talking about stock trading as common as they do now, five years ago. There's a lot of things that's happening, and we have different access, like a, a bunch of different access. We have a access to a bunch of different information as far as how to generate multiple streams of income outside of relying on a corporation to provide that source of income for you. So it's like, I'm looking at it. I'm going to learn as much as I possibly can work it, be successful at it, so when it comes time for me to have children, I can provide those options. If you don't want to go to school and go to college, I want to have enough money to provide like a space to where you don't have to make a fucking decision come graduation date to figure out what you're going to do. Like I don't I don't want cuz that's not doing that's not like we're, I'm I'm pretty, I'm pretty much setting you off at the same spot I was in when I when I was younger. Can you know I cut I mean? in on that? Are you do you have kids? No. All right, so as a parent here, um, yeah, so this is, this goes back to us, like, talking about, like, the whole marriage thing and the parent, like, all that stuff, right? So what I will say is that 
some people, a lot of people are getting into relationships mm-hmm. um, and or marriages and not talking about parenting styles mm. and what you want for your kids. Mm-hmm. And that is the one thing that I did, we did do right in my relationship as mm. far as like we met, we knew exactly, we knew that we wanted to be each other's kids' parents. Like, we just mm-hmm. knew. And we mostly knew that because we had all the same ideas for how we want to raise our child. Mm-hmm. And it actually came, like, it came to fruition. Like, if you ask anybody around us, I don't know a better, um, like, co-parenting situation. Not that we're in a relationship, but we co-parent, like, than ours. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we are on the same page on every level when it comes to our child. And my son's dad is, like, we are 50-50. Like, so many of my friends had kids at the same time as me. You know, we were pregnant together. And, like, just the things that my son's dad does. Like, we do everything 50-50. It's not like I do more. He does. Like, it's just like every we're doing the same thing. We're on the same page. We got the same bank account set up for him. We got the same plans. And, like, we know what we're going to talk to him about when it comes to college and figuring out what he wants to do and if, it, if it's a gap year. And if, like, all of those things like, are already figured out and planned out for him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he does have a different situation coming from parents with uh, college degrees that we didn't have that. Like, you know what I mean? And it's just, like, he won't have to figure those things out on his own as we did. He's not going to graduate college with a bunch of student loan debt. Like, all those things that we went through as children of parents who we had to figure out how to do better than our parents, He that's all planned out for him already. And I think that a lot of people don't talk about those things when they're falling in love and getting married. And I just want to say to anyone dating, talk about those things off rip. Because if you don't have the same parenting style, just don't be with that person. Like, that is literally, like, the most important thing ever if you want to have kids. Sounds like you guys should get married. (laughs) 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 That sounds like you're already married. I know, right? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Y'all just got, need to go ahead and go do it. Stop playing. We'll see. Y'all, we got, um, y'all see in a year and a month if I'm like, you know, if I'm single again, back on the prowl. <laughs> nah, it's not even like that. Like, it'll just be like, yo, look, I love, I'm a loving forever. That's another thing. Like, that's why the love conquer and all thing is like, no, because I'm going to love him forever. He is my child's father. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to love him. I will be hopefully at his wedding if he chooses to marry somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Like, and be happy and joyous and all of those things for him. You know, I'm going to love him to the day we both are gone. So it doesn't even matter. But um, I'm not going to be with him anymore. We're together five years and we're not married. Only because there's no reason for him to not, like, he's not, like, if he were to be like, I just have reservations, let me just figure it out, that's different. But only because he's like, no, I want to marry you right now. Just, I'm not going to tell you the date. <laughs> <laughs> Something's going on there. Well, yeah. He knows the deadline, so. Right, exactly. He knows the deadline, so he'll know when he come home and my stuff's not there no more. No, but I love that you guys had that conversation, though, because I feel a lot of people don't. And then they have the child, and they're like, hate each other, and they're like, Oh, my baby dad isn't shit. My baby mommy isn't shit. And I was like, well, you chose him I or you chose her. So I see it happen so many times. And I do know that sometimes shit flips. Like, mm-hmm. and it's just like, I didn't know this person was this person mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. But I just see that happen so many, so many. And the real, the reality of it is, like, we were talking about this earlier. When you have a kid with somebody, you're connected to them for life. When you get married to somebody, y'all can get divorced and never talk again. You know what I'm saying? So it is a more, you're bonded more by having a kid with somebody. Can I share something? Sure. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin did. It wasn't on the mic, but he said, oh, God. (laughs) Stop. 
<laughs> um, it's weird that you say that because, it, and this goes back to the clip that I posted today, right? Like, can you have it all? Can you find someone that meets all the boxes, right? Because I recently uh, was was casually dating somebody who, um, on the values points, like checked all the boxes on all the values. Like we're on the same page. Like the framework was there. Like they were on point with all that. Um, I, I feel like functionally everything, like all the like intangible stuff about relationships probably was there. Right. That like really just agreed on the values of everything. Kids. Cause these are things I talk about early in a, like, I'm not playing around. I believe you. I ain't waiting no five minutes. Life too, bro. Yeah, I'm not okay. playing around. I'm ready. To, I'm ready yeah. to go. I'm ready to get out of here. <laughs> so, um, I, I, you know, I, I kind of put those conversations higher up. Plus, I think it's interesting anyway. Like, we don't have to agree or whatever on a date, but we're gonna talk about it. Um, attractiveness there questionable for me. With the girl, couldn't make it. Couldn't get there. Um, don't be with someone you're not attracted to. That feels really shitty. But it's it's the reality of it. Yeah. Hold on. You were I wanna go back to when you were talking about um when you were talking about parenting styles and I'm gonna tie it into um what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I always feel like there's a theoretical conversation about how things should be done across the board in a relationship. Parenting styles, work-life balance, X, Y, Z. And if you sit there and talk through the whole thing, it'll never, it'll never be where you guys will match in all, even in the important things, a hundred percent. No, it's not about so, matching, but your values are cl- are are aligned properly but, where you can make everything work. But I feel like the conversation <laughs> that you have theoretically is, I feel like there's like a, a, a negative arbitrage of self-awareness between people to have these conversations. So when people say, oh, you should have conversations about this, and if it doesn't, if, if it doesn't match, you shouldn't be together. But I feel like 99% of... This is just an opinion. You think 90, it's cap? Ninety, Yeah, I think it's cap. 99% it's not percent cap. of people don't have enough self-awareness to be able to have that this conversation is, to where it actually plays out. The, their theory plays out. The practicality does not go the way I think, they think it would. I They're, think this is a young person bias. No, 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 no. no, no, no. I, I, I promise I, you, I, I promise you... Um. You can get a a good sense of somebody's general values. No, you absolutely can, but that not just from them saying it. I mean, they they have to live it. Like their family, like you could tell how they were brought up. Like there's there's other things. It's not that they're just saying the things that you agree with. It's like they they are showing those things as well. You know, like. You know, this isn't my first rodeo. Like, people can try to say stuff that you're going to agree with, but it's a different thing to, like, their par- like how their parents are acting. Like, there's a lot of stuff that you can look into to, to kind of really... What do you do when it push comes to shove in a in a practical scenario, what, even though you have... Um, what, what, a disagreement? Aligning, aligning um, like, bigger picture um, ideas, if that makes sense. 
Well, this goes back to the last podcast as far as I do think you have an ultimate decision maker. Mm-hmm. What? The man's the ultimate decision maker. <laughs> most, most cases. is <laughs> my thing. Ooh, child. Uh, but but this but this is why you're dating up, right? You you like you Okay, so for example, you know, say um I mean it's different now, but before you just so I'm making sure I'm understanding right. when you said that a man is the ultimate decision each more across the board period in a relationship? This is a very general sense and I'm, I'm and just trying to get under, understanding what you mean. Yeah, in my world, yeah. I like, agree. And, and the man pays more of the bills, right? Maker. Is it like whoever pays I, more of the bills? I agree with you. It's not paying more of the bills, but I think if you're gonna be the ultimate decision maker, you better be paying Yeah, more I was about to say, bills. if I'm paying half of the bills, we No, 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 I agree. Yeah, I, agree I was about you. to say. The but guys that more, don't right. have look, you the money is part of the leverage there. Yeah, you're right. Okay, just making okay. sure. Just making sure I'm not it, paying half. And you it still costs. It costs to be the boss. Period. I think. On period. Because right? I'm paying half the bills. I'm not just letting you get shit off. No. But um, where where was the question? I, I got lost. I think a that's bit. complicated too. What? Like the money? The, the like the 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 money thing. <laughs> So I think it's I think hard it, to say you're the hard, boss if you're not the boss. It's hard. Well, no, it's not necessarily about being. It's not necessarily about being a boss. As far as like, like if because because if a man's supposed to be like the head of the house, like the head of the household and shit like that, then let's say if he's just not making as much money as you, I'm not saying that you're making a hundred thousand and he's making thirty thousand. That's a big ass fucking gap. But if your salary just so happens to be higher than his, and you guys are in the house, like who's like, like I, like I don't really, I don't necessarily agree with. I'll that. pay the half the queen of the bills. Doesn't I'm just marry saying. down though. But it's not marrying. But that's what I'm saying. But we talked, we were talking about this earlier. Like the value. You, you know what I'm saying? Of a man. And I'm not talking about dramatic get, like right, salary right. difference. I'm not talking about a dramatic salary difference. If you're making one fifty a year and I'm making a hundred thousand dollars a year and we're still living in the same house and I'm supposed to be the head of the household and I'm supposed to be you're not the, the head leader of the household and shit like you're not that. paying more of the bills though, right? Like no. you think you could be the head so y'all think you could be the head of the household and no, not pay no, more that's of not, the bills? That's, I don't no, that's I don't not, either. That's not no no no. That's I'm talking about you you was talking about making money. I'm talking about like the, the income is what I'm saying. You could still pay the majority. You could still pay half of the bills, oh, okay. the majority yeah, of the yeah, bills. Yeah. What, no, I'm sorry. I don't think if you, you can, make though. less money, that's fine. As long as you, I'm talking just no, pay bills. No, you can't, though, yeah. because here's the problem with that situation is that your lifestyle requirement is going to be different because you make Make more money. Because now you got to live like you make 100. That's not, like, when you get above 100, like, it's less impactful on your life. Like, because there's studies that, you know, making more than 100,000, like, going from 100 to 200,000 doesn't increase your happiness that much. So there's things, to, like, to be said for that. But, I mean, if 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 she's making 100 and you're making 50, that is... Like I said, again, that's a dramatic... Like I said, again, that's a dramatic... That's a dramatic... I'm saying that's a dramatic difference. You're talking mm-hmm. about somebody who might be a fucking... Fortune 500, whatever, like like a CEO of a company and somebody who's working at McDonald's. No, that's a, that's no, that's a, that's, said, a, that's, a, that's a different um, thing. I'm talking about just a sal- I'm talking about just as far as equating somebody's eligibility to be the head of the household off of just oh, well, I just make more than you, so therefore I'm. Um, I, I just think you're gonna run into problems. Well, that's what he's saying. You're gonna run now, into problems, point. though. I think. Why uh, is that? Because she's gonna say. <laughs> Well then, that means well then, well, then, well, then, well then that means that at that point. What am I going to say? Go ahead. Well, no, no, because he's making. I'm, he's not saying you. He's making a hypothetical situation. I know, I know. I'm just oh, saying. Okay, okay. Like, so with that, that being said, so with, say? right. So with that being said, if she's saying, "Oh well, I make thirty thousand dollars more than you," so therefore, what I say trumps what you say. 
that means that she's out of order then at the end of the day. That's exactly what that is. Uh, probably, but. You can't say probably and then but. Is that's she. That's what it is. Either it is or it's not. But, but it's not because I make 30000 more. No, but it's, that's what you said, though. But it's more like, hey, I'm going to do what I want because I can. Say it again. I'm going to do what I want because I can. That's what she's going to say. Yeah, and she'll hey, find herself hey, by herself. That's what's gonna. That's should what's gonna we go out? On, should we go on vacation? She wants to go on vacation. Mm-hmm. You say, mm, I don't know about that. She's like, Well, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna get a bonus, and I want to go. Okay. You say, I don't think that's a good idea. No, that's that's not. going to be hard for you to leverage because she's making more money. What I'm saying is, you see what I'm saying? Like, okay, I, I think ta- it makes a difficult dynamic. But that's ruling. That's ruling over. The other person, as far as what they want to do with if enjoyment and entertainment, you the ultimate no, but well, no, no, no. But what I'm saying is, is that if you're talking, we're, we're talking about making decisions on behalf of the relationship and everything that affects both Going of us. On vacation affects both of your finances. If she wants to go on vacation and I don't want to go on vacation, she can go on vacation if she wants to. Are, how, how is how is me saying what I don't if want you? you don't want her to, is my no. But what I'm saying is, why would I not want her to? If you want to, if you, you go, if you want to go, if you want to go on a goddamn girls trip and shit, what am I going? I don't want you going on a girls trip. Why? Because you want to use that money to buy real estate or stocks. If she can afford to go on vacation on her own, and she's telling you I want to go on vacation, why would I tell her not to go on vacation? That's like telling her she can't go out with her with her, with her girlfriends. That's like me dictating what she's doing, and like because you still have to make yourself happy before anything. That doesn't make right. that it makes no sense. When I'm talking about decision making, I'm talking about decisions that affect both of us. It her going on vacation affects you. I don't think so. She's not there for a week. What the fuck does that mean? So she's not doing whatever she was doing. With the when kids. You could be at what I'm saying, but you could, yeah, you you gotta watch the kids. You gotta cook. You gotta clean the house. You gotta do all that. It affects. That's an effect. You you can say it's, it's a, a marginal effect. Are you? Hold, hold on, hold on a second, hold on a second. So, well, hold on. Let me clarify for the audience, though, because, uh, like, I wouldn't be in this situation because I, I don't deal with this if they make more money than me thing. But, and I don't have a problem with her going on vacation or whatever. So, like, I'm not trying to like say women shouldn't go on vacations by themselves when you're together or whatever. I'm not saying any of that stuff. Just oh, that's to clarify. What you're saying. All right. But I, well, no, what I was saying is if you have, if you're the ultimate decision maker and you had decided in that situation that that was not the best thing to do for your family unit and she makes more than you, I think that makes it difficult because she says, well, I make more than you. So money. That, that was like where, how we got Hold here. On, let me, I guess but it depends stats. on her level of respect for you yeah that's what i'm saying bro like that like respect shouldn't be determined by a dollar amount it is a little bit and it depends it is i agree also on how much more she makes that so let's say if it's see so the dollars matter let let's stop the cap stop the cap here the dollars the cap why is it always stop the cap the dollar amount matters let's stop the bullshit here the dollar amount matters i agree I, I I hear what you're saying as far as the the uh, magnitude of the difference. Mm-hmm. So so, but that still matters, right? So is it 10, 20, 30, 40, 50,000? What is the difference? But 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 I think what we're establishing is that that difference matters. If the money matters, then the difference matters. 
And even though it's a slight difference, it eats away at your leverage as the leader in some capacity. And now you you could say, well, then she got to kick rocks. But what I'm saying is like, well, I see where she's coming from, where the attitude that she has, you know. I, so basically, I, I, I'm shooting women bail as far as like, I, I think, I think it, if the guy don't make more, and and you leverage that over him, that's, I don't think that's your problem. I, I put the burden on a guy, um, so I do like. I think that's a level yeah, of lack of respect. I, guess I think it depends on where you are in relationship. I mean, if the girl really cares about you, she's going to be fully understanding of you're just not in a position to do it. And maybe y'all can go on vacation to a place that's less expensive than originally planned. Is that get old, though? You, we'll see. We'll see. But you know what? No, no, but but, but before, I, I real quick. Some stats up. Hold on. Hold on. I brought some stats up. I'm not contesting any points, but I just want to put this stat out there and uh, let you guys make of it what you will. This is from 2018, 2019. Um, a government source men's real median annual earnings ages 20 to 29 and this is for black men or um, black people t- ages 20 to 29 22,000 or 23,000 dollars a year Ooh. ages 30 That's to 39 up. $39,000 a year. You got no job, and you ain't got shit to do. <laughs> <laughs> age, age 40 to 49, 47,000 a year, and 50 to 59, 56,000 a year. And I bring that up. Ha, wait. Not to contest Ryan's point, but to put the stats out there, um, based around his theory and how practical that can be to everyday black people. To yeah, expect, it's not practical. I'll tell you that right now. To expect um, the man to be the uh, the bread yeah, like the not, straight up breadwinner. But 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 uh, so uh, sorry. <laughs> All right, so I'm being a bit selfish because the friction I'm running into is like I am there. Okay, so like fucking put some respect on my name, and I shouldn't have to fight you about this shit. Right, because because you're gonna run into all the the, the dudes. What's the median income at my age? Fifty something. So you got no job, and you ain't got shit to do. So you could go kick rocks over there, or you can cooperate with me. I'm not gonna lie, like just on like a. That's my frustration. Thing, I totally. You know what I'm saying? Like, why why am I fighting with you about this? Like, I agree. Like, like. And I only and I used to be on the other side of these things, but I've been in like I've been in a place where it was like I made more than um, my man, and it got weird. Like it got That's weird. weird man. The dynamics got weird. And then when I wasn't making more than him anymore, they were more they were no, normalized. You know what I'm saying? Like, All right. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll shut up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A little bit, not you know, and it's not crazy, but that's just the reality of it, and that's why things were. Like we were saying, that's how why it started the way it started, like with the man being a provider and this, that, and the other. And I know that things change and things get different, but the reality of it is, it's just the man should be. If you, there's just a lot of leverage, just on every aspect of everything. If the man is making more and or paying more bills than the woman. But this is why guys are 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 angry as as we kind of that's been a theme here a little bit. It's like. They only if they only make fifty, then they can't. They don't have the leverage. They can't. 
I don't know what they do. I, I don't know what happens there because you see the way this conversation is going. A lot of it is if the guy isn't making the same, he's going to start having problems. Yeah. Well, sorry, go ahead. Not good. I was just going to say, I think part of why men are also angry because some women have unrealistic expectations. Um, I think in terms of like there are women who make, you know, let's say the average median is $25,000 a year or 35000 and they sit here expect a man to come rescue them and be able to make six figures and be able to provide and protect and I and I get all of that but you can't then you make the average man feel like they're not valuable when they they are they're hard-working men and if you can find especially if, if you have baggage too if you can find a man who just cares about you who makes at least probably around the same range where you guys, you guys can build something together then you guys can have a happy relationship and a happy family Yo. Right. So real, 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 quick, real quick. So what what I'm what I'm say is this, right? So all of the women, and none of them, like I never like dated like bum females, nothing like that at all. But when you talk again, and it, and it has nothing to do with adding value to me as a person. Mm-hmm. But if you're talking about somebody who's in the six figure range or whatever, okay, yeah, I fall in that category. But that doesn't necessarily define who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. I've never dated anybody who uh, made more money than I have. On a serious level, like you know, what I mean, you know, they, you know, but at, but at the end of the day, I'm still standing on the fact that it's a respect thing, because those variables can always change, as far as what you what you're making can always change. So if you're telling me, if somebody's telling me that how they perceive you as a partner is determined by your salary amount, that's not a re- that's not really like a like a relationship in my eyes at that point. That's like a that's like a that's like a that's like literally like a business decision. Yeah. Like that's 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 literally what it is because it's like okay, well, I don't have as much respect for you anymore because your salary just decreased by like seventy percent and you lost it and you lost your job. That's a that's a that's a respect that's like that's a respect thing. So can I, wait, wait real quick because I'll forget my brain. Uh, um, I submission is a brave thing to do and risky because you are tying your boat to his ship. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so I don't knock women if they're going to be submissive and, and, and do the traditional thing to look at what you're capable of financially and being stable and, and being kind of, um, disloyal about it per se like you got to hold up your end of the bargain if she's going to tie herself to you right so like to to say that well even if i'm down she's still got to respect and love me and stay with me even though she's relying on me i think is somewhat unfair it's flaws in your statement. I'm gonna tell you why. Uh-huh. Because <clears throat> your point before, when you're saying that she's tying yourself or she's tying herself to you, mm-hmm. that's assuming that her, like she's she's solely dependent on you for her livelihood. If you if you're making if if a person is making let's just say hypothetically a person is making sixty seventy like a guy is making seventy five thousand dollars a year, mm-hmm. okay, and he pays his own bills, has his own house. 
his own car. He's stable. He's good with his money, you know, uh, financially or whatever. He's 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 still he's still comfortable. Mm-hmm. And the person who he's dating is making a hundred plus thousand a year. To say that she's going to come into this situation and her word is going to trump yours when you were already secure in your situation, point blank, like in, in your own situation, because she makes more money money than you is a lack of respect. That's just that's that's what it comes down to because if you're because then you have to ask why yourself why should she respect no, you because of how you treat her as a person not much not about 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 how much money you make that's the difference because if you're talking about that then you then then you're better off just getting somebody who you can just fuck or whatever and he'll just pay you pay you money yeah, be a, that's exactly that's exactly what that is mm. you're gonna do what I tell you to do because I make more money than you you're gonna give me ass when I want because I make more money than you and this is what, I'm making the final decisions because I make more money than you. And this is what's going on. So if you're with somebody because of how much money they make, that's not a relationship. I think it's like I can respect you and be okay with it, but I'm not submitting to you. That's my thing. Yeah, that, I, I think that's kind of where I'm going with that, right? Like it's like. So then that's what I'm. But that's what I'm saying. So like if again, but that's that doesn't really mean like her. But when you're talking about submission, you're talking about again, what you said earlier, what, the point that you made earlier is the natural order of things. Mm-hmm. If a man is supposed to be the head of the household, the protector, he can still protect you if he doesn't necessarily make That's as much true. money than you. Right. Yes. Okay, so when it, com- when it comes down to it, I don't give a fuck if I'm making $20,000 a year. If somebody breaks in the fucking house, I'm not sending you down and say, oh, you make more money than me, so you got to go but she t- can t- get take a care better of that shit. Protector. So what I'm saying is, that's, but that's her choice. But if she chooses to be with you, is what I'm saying. But why should she choose to because be with if that's you what she under wants. a different, but it's under a certain uh, precondition? And so if that precondition changes... Is she allowed to change her analysis? Anybody can that? change. Anybody can change their analysis. But what I'm saying, to, what I'm saying to you is, is that for you or anybody, for that matter, because I'm not. This is not. This is not. Yeah, personal. yeah, yeah. But for anybody to say, again, that the value of their partner is based off of their income, that's not a relationship. There's nothing that, that like, because again, if that's the case, then I'm just paying to fuck you at the end of the day. I can do I'm not saying value. that the sole value of it is. I'm just saying that there is value in it. There and is, so if yeah. it changes, the value does change. Cuz the protection thing that you're saying is totally valid and then there's a leadership component of it and a stability component because guys gen, gen are supposed to be less emotional mm-hmm. um and and more stable and and being, you know, so mm-hmm. so there's other things that I and this is the, the probably the communication mistake that I make, especially on this podcast, is um, not talking about those things enough um, and leaning towards the money thing. I just think it's an easier thing to talk about because it's more tangible. Um, the intangible things as far as leadership and stability and, you know, so going back to my mom's thing, my mom, like, she's all over the place a lot of times she needs a dude even if he don't make a lot of money to be like no nah, we're not doing that today you know like <laughs> it's gonna sound bad but i think i don't know about not all women but there's just a good amount of women that are set to self-destruct left to their own devices because of the lack of um like logical processing through things, right? Because my mom is very accomplished, very good, um, makes a bunch of money, but 
like she processes her ideas through emotion, which leads you to have radically different results depending on the situation. Mm -hmm. And so basically what I'm trying to say is a stable dude who is just like, you know, more even keeled would really help her in that mm -hmm. situation because then it'll like balance her out. Is basically mm -hmm. what I'm trying to say. So basically, what I'm trying to say is, it's complicated. Money is not the only thing, mm -hmm. and and that obviously, if money is the only thing, then you have no basis of a relationship. Mm -hmm. But let I I emphasize this because everybody wants to act like it doesn't matter, and it it, it does. really matters. It does matter. Yeah, I'm not saying, and I don't. I hope I'm not yeah, coming yeah. across as it's seeming like sounding like uh, I'm saying it doesn't it doesn't play a part because at the end of the day. When it comes down to being with anybody, it's always a personal choice. And and I'm gonna tell you something. So, have you guys ever been to Atlanta? Yeah. yeah. You, been, you been to Atlanta? I've never been to. Atlanta. Okay, so let me so let me ex let me explain something to you. <laughs> so, there's a lot of women who are making six, seven figures, right? Rich as fuck, single as hell. It's fast money though. No, I'm like, like, legit. oh, you mean like, no, I'm, okay. no, I'm not talking, I'm not talking about strippers. Oh, okay. I'm talking about legit, <laughs> like, legit. Like, <laughs> Where am I, Mario? Yeah. Yeah. I went no, straight really? to like, the strip le magic like, city. Like, legit, <laughs> like, legit, like, CEOs oh, okay. and people yeah. who are, but, but right. they make all this money, but they're single as fuck. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because in their mind, I'm not submitting to a nigga that doesn't make as much as he has to bring as much money as I'm making or more. This is this is his mentality. Is I think very... that's natural though, and I don't blame. But they're women single for as that. fuck I, in their forties. I, I agree with you. The, dating, the the male the black male straight dating pool in Atlanta is very scarce though. That is well. true. But even before then, it was like that. And and I guess kind of and I just am reiterating because I don't know how clear I'm being when I'm talking about this. It's like I don't knock women for that natural inclination. If they make two hundred thousand, they want you to make more. I, I didn't make the rules. I, I think you, they probably will be single because now there's like no guys that they can deal with, and those guys maybe make enough, but then all the other boxes don't get checked. Right. So I understand the whole problem there. Yeah. I guess what I'm saying is I don't knock them, and I'm just saying this is the way the game is, and I feel like we should play the game as it's. And who set the rules set. though? I think it's a natural feminine thing that women, the concept of hypergamy where mm. women want to get guys that are at a higher status mm -hmm. or at least the same status, mm -hmm. they don't want to go down. Guys will go down. Uh, you know, if you're a princess, you want to become a queen or whatever. Like, you don't want to marry the, the bishop or the baron who doesn't have a lot of stuff. You want to go up. You want to get the the highest rank man that you can get mm -hmm. because kind of how you were talking about guys can have multiple kids all over the place. You can only have one a year basically. So you're going to demand the highest standard possible, which again is why I think women are kind of less loyal as far as like, if you no longer are able to do the thing, like the thing to provide and, and make the money that you were supposed to be making, because she is tied to you in a in a deeper way, you can move on. You're not relying upon her right. in the same type of way. Can, can I can I attempt to add real quick? Comments. Yep, um, comments. Hold that. Don't yeah, forget. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Why chat? What they saying? I'm trying to figure out what I what I left with. Ferris Connor, when I only bring in seventy thousand, just as there is no reason that it's 
better saying shouldn't marry me because I'm a gourmet chef and she can only cook hot dogs and pork roll. <laughs> Excuse me, but in this contract, we shouldn't. Um, come on with it. It costs to be the boss. What's that guy saying with the chef thing, though? Like, because if you make 70, then that he can I cook and the woman couldn't, but it doesn't mean that he, sh- he shouldn't be with her, even though she can't cook. I think that's what he meant. Well, this. Real, real quick, I'm going to go around the room and ask this question. Primarily in the past, who have you dated, like, more? Black females or out, outside, like, like white females? Um, In my modern times, since my long-term, I was in a relationship for 10 years, so, but that was a white girl. But I think I prefer black women generally. Who have you dated more, black women or white women? And yet, it's probably 50-50. I 50/50. hate to give that answer, but it's actually probably 50 What about you? Black um, men? Black men and Hispanic. Woo, woo. What about you? I've only dated black men. Okay. And I've, the majority of time. I dated, God, uh. <laughs> and the majority of time dated uh, black women. So I'm just trying to attempt to um, uh, bring some type of uh, clarity to the listeners and the viewers out there on like what you're seeing and what you're hearing. It's a comment that I made earlier that a per- like a person's perspective is based off of personal experience. So the people who we've dated in the past, we're dealing the people who've dated primarily like you know, you know black uh, black partners. A lot of times we're we're still dealing with like a damaged group of people. Like you know what I mean. So so with that being said, like there has probably been times. I'm speaking personally now at this at this point. I, I don't really know like like you know you guys passed or whatever. But you know there's a lot of trauma that goes on and that's still going on in the black community, especially when it comes to uh, the unit between the man and the woman. So some things that I'm just taking, you know, responsibility now for my, my myself as an individual, that certain things that I'm saying is definitely based off of my own personal experience, and it's not to be misinterpreted as far as me saying, you know, uh, it's, it's like a general statement as far as like, you know, all women are in this category and all men are in this category. Right now, like I'm just trying to make sense of what I'm seeing and what I've experienced in the past and tying them together to see where I'm going to go in the future. So if what I just said applies to, you know, the other the other guests here, like this is basically like like what you're hearing, like trying to figure you know figure things out because we're not on the same page. Like the majority of us aren't on the same page. So, you know, with all that being said, th- I mean, this this we still have a lot of uh, work to do, like on both sides, and it comes down to having a conversation without you know, having our emotions and shit like that tied into, you know, what we're saying. Yeah. I think yeah. those those were good f- final thoughts. So Yeah, I And agree. it's getting late, so I want to see what your guys' final thoughts were. I I do want to say real quick what you guys think about what you want to say. Um, I think, you know, I th- you said something before as far as, you know, you don't have to work for corporate America anymore. And, and the times are better in a lot of different ways. Mm. Um, I think this dating thing is something that we really got to figure out. Mm. And I think that's the purpose of this podcast. And I'm really happy about the way these conversations are going. Mm. Um, because quite honestly, I mean, Kevin Samuels and Fresh and Fit were kind of the inspiration of, of this whole concept here. Yeah. I don't agree with with everybody all the time especially fresh and fit because they just trying to punch women in the face and and dunk on them all the time um but i I think that 
these conversations are, are really important and, and interesting. And we've had what 17 people average something going on today. Whoa, that's crazy. So um, thank you guys for listening. Um, thanks for all everybody commenting. Hopefully we did a better job of, of you know, representing your guys' opinions too. So thoughts? I go next. Yeah. Yeah, so my final thoughts is just, you know, love. Just to get back to the topic, I don't think love conquers all. I think you um, likeness is more important. You should like the person that you're with by how they treat you, how they respect you, their honesty, their loyalty, and all of the things that make you like somebody because that creates longevity in relationships. So I'll leave you guys with that. I was going to put you on the spot more about this guy that you're dating, but I didn't get there, actually. <laughs> so you got lucky. You were, you were like... Sitting <laughs> low key because I had a bunch of yeah you got things like, that I thought I was gonna shoot over there. I feel like I got put on the spot. I Everybody did. like damn girl, you got no Yo. ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Yo, your boyfriend, you, he got it. He got it. He gonna have to step up soon. Yeah, no, for sure. Soon. Is he watching? Um, he gonna have to step up. He, we like uh, you know. I tell Send him, him the, the link. I don't tell him all the time, but like he knows the date. You know what I'm saying? He knows the date. Nah, but he can take his time. He can marry who he wants to marry. At the end of the day, see, don't say that. No, like stand on what you want. I do, but I'm saying like marry. Who you, you want him to marry who he wants? Just you yeah. don't want him to marry you. I don't want to marry him to marry me if he doesn't want to marry me. The cap. To, I knew you was gonna pull the cap, John. Like, Stop the cap. Why would I Stop want the him cap. to marry me if he doesn't want to marry me? There's plenty of fish in the sea. No, but um, I'm asking you for the answer. It's a question. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Sway was mad aggressive. Oh my god. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, yeah. So my final thought is that yeah, love doesn't conquer all. There are just so many aspects to a relationship, as you can see, as you've heard today. Like so many in, in the black community, obviously we have so much work to do, um, just to figure out partnership and romantic relationships and how we can make it work. Um but yeah, love doesn't conquer all. You can love somebody forever, for the rest of their lives, and for the rest of your life, and you could still, you know, not be able to make it work in a relationship with them. All right, plug your things. Um, I am a one half of Pretty Girl Privilege podcast. You can find us on Apple Music, Spotify, and YouTube, and on Instagram at Pretty Girl Privilege Podcast. Um, and also I am the owner and creator of August Jones Essentials. We sell wellness shots and detoxes, and you can find us at Instagram on at August Jones Essentials or Facebook August Jones Essentials. Not final thoughts, right? I already gave mine. Plug your plug your stuff. Everybody follow me on IG, Dre Lloyd Online, D-R-E-L-L-O-Y-D online. Make sure you check out my newest single, A Kevin Samuels Moment on YouTube. It's definitely going viral right now, coming up on 600,000 views. What's the concept of the video real quick? Okay, so the concept of the video is um, it's like two sides. It's like an argument. So uh, the first part is what the majority of black men might feel about the stereotypical black woman in today's time. And then as far as where they're going wrong in a relationship. And the second part is an argument as far as where on a woman's and a woman's perspective on where the man is going wrong in today's society. So it's literally just like a representation, you know, on two sides of where uh, we're fucked up at. And I have a part two that's coming. That's actually um, now dealing with, instead of me just pointing the finger at you and you pointing the finger at me, now it's a self-reflecting, where did I go wrong, and where do we go from here? So, so 
be on the lookout for that. Because yeah, there's there's too much finger pointing in this relationship space. I think we need mm-hmm. to look at ourselves. So. Sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Lisa, you got things to plug. Yes, you do. Yes, follow me on IG at all things Lisa Lit if you're interested in workout content, lifestyle. What's your deadlifting? Um, one sixty five so far. Oh, what? I, you had you did something with a whole bunch of weight on there. Stop yeah, playing. That was like one sixty five. I think oh, okay. I'm, I'm working on it. I, my PR is probably more, but you know, okay. better safe than sorry. What else? You, that's a, that's all you got. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. That's pretty much it. I mean, if you want me to review your stuff, you want me to, you know, review what? Like clothing, oh. food, not your stuff, but. <laughs> review <laughs> clothing um you know fitness um just you know fitness stuff clothing supplements anything like that um let me know i love to try out you know gonna start a youtube channel soon so i need more content to review mm-hmm. well thanks guys i hope this was an enjoyable go to the white shot kev can thank you uh I appreciate everybody who watched 17 people were growing share this video like the video even if we're ending and um if you have people who might be a good candidate to come on in the new jersey area let us know and um i guess that's it i enjoyed myself yeah me too that shit was good this was a great conversation yeah it felt good hey i i was okay so no, I, I would talk <laughs> about this real quick. I was scared to death to do this podcast. I'm like, this is very off-brand for me. I'm real estate professional, blah, blah, blah. But I like to take risks, and I don't mind. I don't really care. But um, I was like, is this going to go off the rails? Am I going to get cursed out? Is someone going to punch me in my eye? Like, it might but, happen. <laughs> <laughs> it but, might happen. But, you know, again, I looked at some of the other uh, mostly man-centric content, and I'm like... I don't really want to do that. I want to do something respectful but productive, which maybe isn't so sexy because I think, you know, what some of these other people are doing, you know, gets more clicks and views. But so far, the response has been great. So yeah. it feels really good. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, I was going to ask you what made you want to start doing a podcast, but I don't know. Like, we used to sit next to each other, like, at work in a call center. Uh, you know, I secretly, I hated all your opinions. Yeah, so I hated yours, too. But we would always, <laughs> I always hated your opinions. But we would go back and forth so much, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, even when I sent my co-host here last week, I'm like, she was, like, telling me about it. I'm like, yeah, I know all this stuff about Ryan. Because <laughs> we knew so much. We sat next to each other for a That's long time. so funny. Yeah, you taught me so much more, like, about mortgages that I never knew. Like, I was coming out of college. Um Oh. For journalism, I didn't know shit. I don't even know how to count. Like I'm so bad at math, and you like taught me so much shit. Oh, but your opinions on relationships were trash. Damn, are they better now? They're better, way better now. That's because I'm a high value man now. Period. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, that's it. You could you could hit a Kev. Get Kev on the wait. Wow, Kev, don't hit it. Get go to hustle sauce hustlesauces.com you should be plugging that in the, in the chat yo get a hot sauce yo it's good i was gonna open this one because i ran out of sriracha i was gonna actually use it but they're props so all right guys peace see ya <laughs>
his hat as well. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hot in here. Uh, is it hot? <laughs> I Maybe got a just me because I was like sweating. I'm hot. My ears are sweating. That was fun. Oh, hell. See, if I sold a bunch, he wouldn't have been able to. Uh, I was thinking. It's hot in here. Shit out that bottle later on. You got to be careful with that because if you get too drunk, it's over. You're going to fuck up the whole show. Drink it and potting? I actually don't drink with my potting. Oh, no, yeah, I can't swallow. My brain would be finished. I know, I've done that before, and that was a bad move. My brain is not. Ugh. Like make lots of sense of my argument. I was like, just never mind. Just forget about it. Yeah, I can't do nothing when I'm high. It's just over. That's why I was like, I can't even waste time either. It's like so much to do. Like, yeah, drinking and potting. Like, too much. Yeah? I never know how to. I never know. We have 34 hours watched so far, and it was like, about 20 people, which is really good for live. Last time we sh- 10, 12, so it's been picking. It's, it's, it feels like, like it's working. So, everybody who I had watching, they were still in. It was no, I didn't know it was Instagram until they actually had earlier. You can't do Instagram with the, with all the oh, stuff. Oh, take it too long, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can only do a phone. Yeah, I got to clip it. I, I got to edit, do all that stuff. I'm trying to find somebody. What I want to do is find somebody I can pay and send them the thing and be like, yo, make 10 clips, make reels, TikToks. I don't want to worry about it. And it's also because I'm biased because Soul was like doing her own clips. And I'm like... That's a good clip, but I, you know, I'm coming yeah, from my perspective about it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I know somebody who can, like, kind of do that. Like, you send them. Yeah. Yeah, I need somebody to just, look, I'm a, but they need discernment, right? Like, I just want to send them the thing and maybe put what the clips are. Yeah. Because I don't want to look at it again. 
I'm so popular. I never watch anything. I don't watch Shazam. I watch Shazam. I'm like, uh, this week Trolls. Yeah. Jay works for him, though. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, she does. No, it's, um, they got a store in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't the Foster Outlets. Mm-hmm. I think they're in Brooklyn. I think they're in Brooklyn. I think so. But he has a, a March 5th. Yeah, I got a note for you. Remember, yeah. um, I went from Virginia to Philly to the Philly Museum. Yeah. Yeah, I tried to, but that's the only reason why I bought it. Because I bought it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my God, that was. It's a long day, like three thirty to twelve. It goes pretty quick, you know. And I'm like, man, we told people to get here early, but if you just start cold, I don't think it'll be as good. You know, I think you need that forty five minutes or something. But I always feel bad. I'm like three thirty, and then we started. We didn't start till nine fifty, so it's us. Start looking at him watching TV, yeah, and you're like, like "Look at this useless motherfucker!" Yeah, no, that's right. <laughs> you start thinking no, that. That's shit. Totally <laughs> I'm telling you, that's the thing about being in a relationship for a long time. It's like I think it's negotiable, but maybe like not something like that. Mm-hmm. Something like you know, like maybe like you know, you have an issue with like you being with two guys, mm-hmm. and then you be like, "Fuck you!" Like I'm about to be done with you, you know. And then he has to make up for that, and then you know, it's just like relationships are difficult. That's why I always like, girl. You don't even you don't even know if you're ready for that. Like, imagine that. That's a crazy commitment. That's mm-hmm. a big bond. Like, I don't know if I want to. The long haul. It's the long haul. Oh yeah. Yeah. So what I was telling them earlier, there's a book called Grit. You ever heard of that? Uh, Rebecca. What's it called? It's called Grit. Grit. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with relationships at all. But she made a um uh, analogy in the book where she was basically saying that uh so Grit, she said, there's two characteristics: passion and perseverance. Right? Those are the traits mm-hmm. of of Grit. Right. So, and she also said that intensity sometimes is mistaken for passion, how hard mm-hmm. somebody might work and, and everything. So she was basically saying that um, like even in relationships, 
everything is like the puppy shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? The constant flowers, the, the little cute shit, you know, whatever whatever the cute shit is. And then when it dies down, some people will view that as, oh, the love is gone. And he doesn't love me anymore. He doesn't love me uh, as much as he did. But he's basically breaking down. Like, that's not really what love is. Love is something that sustains over a course, like over, over a period of time, over years and years and years. It's something that you're actually passionate about. Not, you know, all the other stuff is like, Superficial shit, but yeah. being able to uh, 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 um, exist and and um, live amongst each other in harmony and still have a level of respect and peace and go to parties and be able to communicate and build and stuff like that and go through dark times and still not lose out on that person. That's what real love is. The beginning is just the the end of the beginning. Yeah, for sure. Um, I also think that sometimes with love is a tool. So like, you're not gonna be the same person that you are now twenty years from now. So whoever you end up with has to learn to love you all over again as they do going through life with love. And so it's a process. And you're, like, they're going to, they may not like you every day because you wake up and you're like, hey, like, like, I'm tired. But then they choose to love you anyway. Because that's what they learn from you anyway through your process, not just, like, the cute shit and, like, going for drinks and then, like, getting flowers and holidays and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's it's hard. That's why a lot of people are in long-term relationships because of everybody being so disposable nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like, what's that going to do to your heart? Like, what they're going to do? They're like, all right, peace out. And then they're going to try to find you somebody else. And you see that person for several hours or two hours or whatever it is. And that's not real. That shit sure sounds horrible. Yeah. Who wants to keep doing that? You know, it's like, it's like I think we've fallen so far. As a people in general, it's like it's 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 hard. Like timing back up to where we were, like during our like our, our grandparents' era, where our mom and well, everybody in my family was twenty years, except for my grandparents, who were like fifty. So getting back to that era, like the sixties and seventies and all that shit, where people were getting together, people were actually like still together and understood like their roles, like in a marriage, like you know what I mean. Like now, like the even like the money stuff, even though that's tied into a person, you know and protect you know you as a partner like you were saying before like now it's just like the em- the emphasis is, is being put on that mm-hmm. like to the point where now it's like being confused as far as like okay well what am I really valuing you for mm-hmm. is it because of the money is it because of the material or is it because of you you know as a person so I think that like even like um on a minor scale minor mm-hmm. scale but fucking um like being around like certain like certain people like in, in like I've seen how, like literally, like the energy would shift because people thought that I was something more than what I was, mm-hmm. and they thought that I had more than what I actually had, mm-hmm. and um, you know, uh, somebody used to work with his brother-in-law. He runs a company. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, um, the Thanksgiving was back in like 2012, and he was explaining to me. He, he told me. He told me. He said basically like, yo, the way people you like once you get to mm. a certain level in their mind mm-hmm. it's going to change but it's not it, it, it's not it, it doesn't discriminate between girlfriends boyfriends moms dads brothers sisters mm-hmm. like once they look at you in a certain way based off of what they think you have or even if it is something that you have they change how they treat you mm-hmm. and then now you have to question everything that somebody says or does to you because you don't know whether they're coming with you and fucking with you for you or for what they see that you have 
Like, you know what I'm saying? And so I probably should have touched on that earlier because a lot of what I said had to do with that. My mm-hmm. personal experience with that on, on a smaller scale and from what somebody who everybody knows told me this is what happened. Like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. so when I was talking about, like, the respect thing, that's kind of, like, you know, what, what it comes down to because you can still have all of these things. Mm-hmm. Accolades, your bank account could be mm-hmm. fucking deep as hell, but the girl could still think you're fucking ugly and fuck around with your feet yeah. and shit like that and just be around you just for that. And when that works out, now she's around for that. Mm-hmm. And then that also says a lot about how we gauge and value relationships, period. A lot of the respect. Because like what you're saying, if if you start looking at them funny, I think it's not just the guy. Like they want to put the burden on a guy, like because he don't make an x amount of money that 